We're back, baby, and we're here to settle it once and for Whoa. goddamn all. <laughs> Let's get ready to run. Oh wait, we'd have to pay for that if we if I said that right. Shh, no, yeah, we've already yeah. got enough problems with this show. Everyone's shutting down our ads. We're getting sued by by what's his name? That one Michael artist. Buffer. I know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We don't need Michael Buffer suing us. We don't need Brian Fallon suing us. Yeah. Tom Petty was suing us from beyond the grave. That's Let true. Us not forget that for an episode from 2014 or something. Mm-hmm. So it's like we're on. We're like razor's edge, man. Yeah. Razor's edge. Let's not are, push it any further. We are the bad boys of podcast reviewing. <laughs> so <laughs> you can't stop us, but we're exactly. here to settle it once and for all. Thank you guys for joining us. If you joined us last week, we are concluding our inaugural segment episode called Settle It. We're going to settle it once and for all. And what better way to do it than to uh, finally put to rest a dispute that we and our friends over on discord had about which is the better brian fallon album oh boy it's still heated to this day is it painkillers or is it sleepwalkers i know and i mean like dave like had had the worst visualization that one would ever want to think of when you think of these albums when he described which which album was better yes and i was like oh great now i'm now all i'm thinking about is an album doing that to another album every time i think of this artist which is you know something new to process through my 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 brain now exactly as if we didn't have enough to already like you know wreck us whenever we listen to these songs we got to visualize that so thank you friend of the show dave thank you very much good job (laughs) you know speaking of which you know how about we talk a little bit about our friends over in discord that's discord folks you want to join us down there the link is in the description below uh in between in between episodes we talk about like you know uh music news new album releases we share songs with one another uh we get hyped on stuff sometimes we share bad songs to make ourselves cringe you know <laughs> whatever that case may be but we have a good time down there so we'd love to have you join along but uh you know this past week uh in anticipation of and post releasing of the first episode of settle it painkillers uh this is what some of our uh listeners had to say uh, uh listener thomas he 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 brought some ammo he brought some heat so he posted a screenshot of what uh, all music had to say about uh, Brian Fallon's music, and it turns out all music has painkillers ranked number one. Uh, Sleepwalker at at three point four one out of five stars. Sleepwalkers at three point three five out of five. Bullshit, indeed. That is way- <laughs> three three point four one out of five. How dare you? How dare all of you? That's awful. Anyway. (laughs) Yeah. And then Sleepwalkers shortly behind it at 3.35 out of 5. And then Local Honey, 3.18 out of 5. We're not even getting Local Honey into this argument. But he's he's over there dropping the ball, man. (laughs) (laughs) So, um so, so we know where he stands, but he also said that he doesn't always trust the rate your music algorithm. Correct. Sometimes. Yeah, it's most so. uh, he, uh, according to him. You know, those rate your music ratings are BS most of the time, and I have to agree. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Okay. It's all about feelings and uh, math, like for me. Yeah, absolutely. The only uh, I'm going to say like true <laughs> review. <laughs> Uh, in comparison against the two, uh, the two here was our was was our boy uh, Weegs over here. Uh, he had to say, mm. "I must say, I love the song variety, mix of styles, and slightly more rawness of Painkillers versus Sleepwalkers, which is a bit more samey and produced." In quotes, uh, it's not better, but I'm trying to leave room for the possibility that it could be 
and I'm not, and I'm just not realizing that. So hmm. that's an interesting he's take. Also, he, he's also said that Sleepwalkers was his number one album of all time. Correct. If I'm not but mistaken. I, so, you know, maybe it's the, you know, the episode itself made him realize like, oh yeah, the song variety, which I think is like a, is a legitimately great argument to, to put in place for uh, painkillers, you know, over right. sleepwalkers. So that's a really good point there. Uh, so we got uh, Dave here. Uh, uh, this is what Adam, <laughs> this is what Adam, Adam was uh, quoting here. Though. I am late to the, f- I am, I know I'm late to the fight, uh, but painkillers drag sweaty ball sack over sleepwalkers chin. Though I never has, thought of I never thought of an album having a ball sack, but now there it is. There it the is. O- the only <laughs> album to canonically have a ball sack is the Gaslight Anthems Get Hurt. It's got a ball sack like right at the cover it, art. It does. It yeah. does. I prefer woman, woman's woman's butt, but you know, Mike, Mike sees what he wants to see. It's a ball sack. It's a ball sack. Let's be honest here. <laughs> he goes on to say, though it has bangers, those bangers don't bang as hard. Uh, mm. And his top, and he and he goes down to to, to, to uh, show his top five best Brian Fallon songs. Number one, Smoke. Number two, Mary wow. Blues. Number three, Wow, we, we Rose. didn't even talk about that song as a as uh, one of the B sides of that right, album. Yeah, that's on the Georgia EP, correct? Uh, no, it's not. It's actually more on like a deluxe edition of Painkillers. Oh, is it? That you can only really find on like YouTube. Oh, um, interesting. Yeah, the Georgia EP had a couple others, and now I can't remember the names of them it had low love which was a great mm-hmm. song yeah a couple other tracks i can't remember the name but yeah yeah number three rosemary number four painkillers oh, yeah. Uh, yeah and and then finally number five proof of life the only sleepwalker song to make his top five list <laughs> and that's only because it was mike's number one song of 2018 yeah and he still feels strongly about it although he told us back in 2018 there was another song on this album that was a very significant song in his life and where he was in 2018 but we'll save that for his podcast <laughs> <laughs> for his podcast yeah <laughs> <laughs> which is interesting to say because this is the same guy who proposed to his wife to the song yes. uh 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 Etta james. james sorry yeah i keep yeah. it's it's in my head it's erica hay so <laughs> <laughs> Which we'll get to when we get to that song. <laughs> in a minute. <laughs> in a minute, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, you know, some of our friends, you know, we had a, we had a special scoring system that we also uh, uh, put to forth, which we're going to use again for Sleepwalkers. <laughs> Luckily for us, they both have the same track, uh, same number of tracks, so the yes. math will work out there. So, like, our friends also said that Dave had scored a 29, and for uh, comparison's sake, I scored a 25, Adam scored a 24. Again, we'll, we'll get back into those scores in a minute. Uh, and then our friend Daniel jumps in over here using our scale. He scored a 30. So, whew. Man, that's pretty good. Um, it's almost like, did, did I even like this album is the real question. True. <laughs> being, being the lowest out of them all. Wow. We <laughs> did say we went into the settlement with, uh, with a bit of a bias, you know? Mm. <laughs> this is Love obviously it. ranked much higher than uh, on, on both of our top 100 lists than... Um, you know, painkillers is. But that's not to say painkillers is a bad album. That's not to say our friends are wrong, though they are. Right. But <laughs> well, and it's, and it's hard to believe that out of all of the albums in the entire world, like painkillers is a twenty-four for me. But it's yeah. it's number fifteen on my list. So there's yeah. only fourteen more albums in the entire world that are better than twenty-four. How about right. that? That's so <laughs> strange, right? <laughs> So again, we are here to settle it, folks. We're here to get sleepwalkers out of the way. And we're going to 
if you if you're just joining us, if you just saw like you know the title "Sleepwalkers" in the in, in the description of this episode, and you're just like, "Hey, what's this? What's this episode all about?" Uh, so we're, go- we're we're going to rank them against each other and give it its own point value. We already know that these albums are perfect. I mean, one of these albums has the song "Mojo Hand" on it, but and the other <laughs> the other album doesn't. <laughs> Mike will never let it go. <laughs> though I still scored higher than you on painkillers, even though I That's... gave Mojo Hand a zero. Right. So odd. <laughs> Strange, yes. <laughs> so uh Adam, what are we talking about for the point values? What are we how are we gonna score okay. Sleepwalkers, the perfect album that it is? I know. Well, like I said, you know, we give it one for I like this song, two for this song is fucking awesome, three for this song, uh I'm 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 in a puddle on the ground questioning my own existence mm-hmm. so out of a possible 36 uh here which i guess you can apply this to any other album in the world but that's I think, true you know there's not many other albums out there that are going to get that many threes you know yeah exactly <laughs> so, but this album's going to have a few it might have a few quite a few i gave one two three four five six threes on painkillers half the album i was a puddle on the ground questioning my own Whew. existence uh, can we can we make it a perfect twelve? We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> if there's any so album would, in the world that's going to give give this a perfect thirty six out of thirty six, it might be this one. We'll find out. It's an interesting episode. If anybody goes back to 2018 to listen to our first one, the joy of listening to Mike cut off the entire last thirty percent of each song, so we can quickly move on to the next one. Um, <laughs> that was hurtful and painful all at once, but it's also. Hard. Part of it is also, <laughs> hey, how about we not cry this episode? You know, no, if we can, if we no. can try not to cry, that might be a, a good thing. No, it might have been, it might have been, but it's just it's to to think of even where this album still is after five years, and then to go back and and have us like cutting off the bridges and the last choruses of certain mm. songs that are like yeah. some of the best parts of the songs. Like, what are we doing? We were also interrupted by my wife numerous times throughout that episode, but also we brought up. A lot of bands on that episode that we were listening to for the first time oh. that we still listen to now, including um, Tiger's Jaw, Smith Street oh. Band, Water Parks. You speak for the first time about listening to the Horizon Line um, oh. on that episode. So it's like it's like this weird little Easter egg trove of an episode. That's still an hour, an hour 36. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it flies right by. <laughs> Right, yeah. This album, by the way, 50 minutes long. So you can see why we're trying to cut it off. So it was a very fun jump back into that mindset at the time. And to also just like, like that's only us after a week of listening to the album. We're congratulating the Philadelphia Eagles in that episode for winning the Super Bowl. It was bizarre, like some weird alternate universe. You know, yeah, this album came out uh, February of 2018. So we are celebrating the five-year anniversary now of Brian Fallon's Sleepwalkers. I only had one child back then. That's there was there so were, many. That's too many children already. I I didn't even know how to put on a face mask at that point. I'm just like what <laughs> you do this ear and then this ear. What's going on? Which ear goes first? I had no idea. That how many vaccines like that we need? We need f- more than four doses. What? That's not how vaccines work. <laughs> I, like I was sitting there thinking at the time, like man, I hope Joe Biden recommends me to get like medicine into my arm. Just by the five-year anniversary of this album i think i said yeah. that somewhere on that episode but um it was, it's bizarre to, to look back after just a few years here but that's the beauty of settle it adam we're gonna make it right you know whether or not right. we've reviewed this album in the past we're gonna we, we have to, 
we have to give this album its due diligence. Each song is due diligence. And we're going to listen to it all the way through, talk about each uh, song in its entirety and give it the, the, the beautiful review and description and breakdown that it deserves. Oh, yes. Did somebody say breakdown? Adam, <laughs> I think I hear a track by track breakdown coming in. I fucking hate that fucking segment, man. That, that. No, you gotta be, there's got to be something better to transition into, but but it works so well. Why how can we not use that? It's so good. It's so painfully good, but at least so. What can I say for for the for all of 2018? Every single Friday after February, mm-hmm. I would listen to this album on my hour long commute back Ooh. home from San Bernardino. Uh, and I never got sick of it. And I would look forward to it at the end of every week. And it would always like end right around the time that I was almost home. Yeah. And like, I just kept on thinking there, there's, there can't be any, there's nothing else that I want to listen to this much, you know, over the course of, over the course of that many months, usually yeah. you like listen to the album, you put it away, but no, this was not that album. This to I think to this day is like that that that's very much true for myself too. And a lot of times I put it away because it's so emotionally draining, um, not in a bad way. Like there's it, it, it's a very bittersweet album, right? Just like Painkillers was, uh, and you know I I find myself really enjoying it. You know, especially putting it on like like the bops and the melodies and the choruses and the and the lyrics that I. You know, it's one of those rare things where, like, I feel like the lyrics were written specifically for me, you know, and I know that you feel the same way about about a lot of these songs as well. So it's just one of those albums where, like, I have to purposely set it aside, be conscious of, like, okay, I'm not listening to that today because, for Mm -hmm. one, I don't need to cry. Uh, I have a I have a meeting coming up. I don't need to cry. (laughs) And also, if I'm listening to this, I'm not listening to new albums, which, you know, in the year 2023 is probably probably good questionable thing. yeah you yes. don't need to be listening to new only, music in 2023 I, at least this week when i would finish it and sit there and be like there's nothing else in the entire world i want to listen to right now right and then i was just like well maybe the deer hunter the deer hunter like i can put them on and read lyrics and 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 it will like reach the same level of like intrigue mm-hmm. intensity and other words that start with i i don't know um <laughs> So that was the only thing because you don't want to listen like oh now I'm just gonna go put on fucking I don't know who else are we listening to Snow Patrol <laughs> Snow Patrol <laughs> <laughs> but there was definitely somebody I was listening to oh All Time Low because I went and revisited them and I was like the last thing I want to do is listen to an All Time Low <laughs> album after this thing <laughs> even the good one <laughs> even the good one exactly so um yeah it just has that that level there's so many freaking memories with it over the last five years obviously going to the shows um you know not having a child that now i have a child that is now here and nearly approaching five years old Mm -hmm. um you know ever since then and thinking about like like learning that she was having like her cleft um they we we found that out the week that this album came out i know so yeah. just like like going back to that world and being like oh man that sucked 
Turns out that was like the least of my worries when it came to dealing with said child for the next five years. But, you know, still, it's fun to relive all of the horror that has been the last five years as well. Yeah. But this was a bright moment. (laughs) It it, it was. Yeah. And, you know, for me on that point, too, you know, reliving how this album has been a part of my life for the last five years and where I've been the last five years, you know, 2018, you know, we'll get to it in a certain song. Like 2018 was the year I proposed to my now wife uh, and and shared this album with her and she loved it as well. And, you know, some of the songs here have, have now made the transition to be a, being a part of our wedding as well. Uh, So it's just, it's just been a, it's, it's been a wild ride with uh, both painkillers and sleepwalkers. Right. So, you know, now, we have the painful task of uh, uh, of killing your baby, so to speak, and, and, and determining which one of these is objectively better. So <laughs> I think, uh, <laughs> do you have any other preamble to say before we get started on the I, first track? I don't think so. I don't think so. All right, then shall we jump into it? I think so. We'll go tr- jump into single number two from this album. Single number two. This is track one, If Your Prayers Don't Get to Heaven. And I figured out the insurance commercial that this riff is stolen from. Yeah, what is that? Is it Nationwide? (laughs) Cool. I think. (laughs) Nationwide is on your side. (laughs) I'm going to blow a 50-foot hole through the dark clouds in my room, baby. That's exactly exactly where we were ready. It's like I'm busting out of the negativity. This is gonna be a positive album, damn it. It it, it tries its best to be a positive album. I don't know how 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 well it reaches that <laughs> that goal, but it tries really really hard to be a positive album. Right. I mean, he was in he was in a good place himself. Oh yeah. During this album, and you know, his subconscious tells a different story. But at least this was like like a, a, a song that was written to start off the whole thing on a happy note. Mm-hmm. Like, we're going to be good, girl. We're going to make it. And I'm going to put in my cool Brian Fallonisms. Yeah. But, if, but, also, but also, girl, if you die, mm. I'll, I'll, I'll keep your memory alive. <laughs> That's cool. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> uh, Maybe. And it's again, it's not the best song on the album. It is, but it's a, and it's not a big boisterous opening, which is which always throws me off because every time I turn the song on, I'm thinking like I'm probably not going to like this album as much as I think I will. Like mm-hmm. this song's cool and all, it's for me it's a one. If you're directly comparing it to Painkillers, how that album starts with a wonderful life and how exactly boom, exactly. it's like boom, this is Brian Fallon's first solo album. We're hitting you with a wonderful life. Big, yes. bombastic chorus, sing along, you know. Yes. Great, great melodies and everything. Yeah, it's it's it doesn't directly compare in that way, right. but I like the sentiment of the song. The song tells a message and it sets the tone, and it. But lets it does me... have a giant bridge there. I mean, yes. that's a pretty good, like this is like a a black church in the south kind of yeah, yeah. kind of bridge, which always like redeems it. And then you just you get caught up in the lyrics and when you start singing it and you're by the end you're just like the song's the song's cool. This, yeah. I like the song. This is a good song. So you're going with a one on this one? I'm going with the one. I like okay. this song. I think this song is fucking awesome. <laughs> okay. So I, I I think it's like uh again, I I like 
the the sentimentality of the song, I think, is very effective, and、uh, I do love the way like it sets you up too, right? Given a production choice, I probably would have swapped this with Forget Me Not.、Um, I think Forget Me Not hits that same way that A Wonderful Life does、right. as an opening track. Right. It, that one feels much more like an opener. So、mm-hmm. it's you know whatever the choices were, this album didn't do as well as we thought it should.、Mm-hmm. Maybe other people felt the same way, stayed away because of this. Probably.、Single. Yeah. <laughs> But there is a consistency to this album that I really like, and I want to, you know, and we'll talk about that here. What do you think about this part? This kind of f- fake ending. Do you think it could have just like faded out right there and just like moved on to? In, in you... my world, there's not a wasted minute of this、okay. album. I just wanted to. I will, I will take I... this this ending anytime because it's、yeah. just like I'm already prepped and ready to go to track two. It's gonna be here. I'm just having a good time. Yeah, with, yeah. with, with the groove here. Yeah, I, I I agree with you too. But again, we're biased, so I just wanted to see what you thought about it from a <laughs> objectively like re, you know reviewing it standpoint. But yeah, I, I take another 50 minutes of this of this album if it will let me. <laughs> exactly. Then you got some some Ian Perkins kind of like slide guitar there. So yeah. And then, Ian Perkins you know, is on this album. He is, yes. We did check the credits on that one. So, yeah. I mean, if your prayers don't get to heaven, I think it's a wonderful, wonderful little ditty.、Uh, you know, Adam gave it a one. I gave it a two. It doesn't put me in a puddle right away, the same way that a wonderful life does. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I, I still think it's just, you know, a fantastic song on a fantastic album. Are we ready for Forget Me Not? Let's do forget me not. All right, here we go. Track two, baby. Track two, Track two syndrome. No, not at all. <laughs> the song is incredible, and always be, and it always has been. The、uh, the, the the lead single off of this album. And what what if this was the opening track? I would have liked that too because like the album itself will will start with the name of his new wife, Stacy. <laughs> that would have been like a sweet if, thing, right? If that's her name, we'll never know. That is、Here's、her name. name. <laughs> I actually follow her on 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 Instagram. She、oh, okay. she、okay. she runs like the 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 Brian Fallon merch Etsy page. Her name is Stacy、oh, Fallon.、Right. Yeah. Okay. Good for her. Well, there you go. And it's. I mean, this song is so good too. <laughs> Well, let's see. What does he say on Lyric Genius? When I wrote this track, I was thinking how every song doesn't have to be so serious. It can just be fun. It can just be a song that I would want to play live. Forget Me Not came out in just a couple of minutes, minutes, and actually ended up being pretty serious. It、Ooh. seems my subconscious had other plans. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! I mean, again, he、so、just、true. farts out fucking songs and. Hey, spoiler alert! This is a number, this is a three for me, but like、oh, yeah. this this song, I feel like oh, I love this part right here. Oh, so good! And it's so、mm. joyous seeing this song played live. The audience knows to clap. The audience knows to、oh. participate right there. It's so good. I, at least at least I I was clapping. I mean I didn't see anybody else, but that's fine. <laughs> well, yeah. Any when when you and I are watching Brian Fallon, nobody else is around. It's just it's just us. I think so. It's just you and me. Everybody else is just like, "What's going on?" So this, you know, the song thematically、girl. for me is,、um, so you know the song.、Uh, I mean, we all know the song.、Uh, Nobody wins on Painkillers. This is the, this is thematically the same 
type of song as Nobody Wins, but you're visiting your sweetie. You're visiting your sweetie's grave. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I got nothing more to say. It's it's just it's just it's another bittersweet song about death and visiting your 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 lover and reminiscing on the great life great life that you have. And you know, if you leave them behind and maybe you had an unti- untimely death or something, like you right. want them to continue being happy and finding somebody else and sharing that love that they gave to you to somebody else. You know, bring the momentum. But if she was dead. If she was dead, I'd do it. I'd do it for you, girl. Yeah. Would you do it for me? And that's basically the the, the, the most. Uh. And the, those those little uh, hints at like uh, where where Stacy is from and like her favorite band, the Beatles, and uh. There, he he packs so much in that chorus, right? It's like. We need to stop on this one line and dissect it. Just... <laughs> I know. Oh. And again, like he doesn't need to change choruses as much as he does, but he throws that in there just for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, it's it's one of those things that like what I love about Brian Fallon's music is that like he rewards your 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 fandom. He rewards your loyalty to his music. And he rewards the fact that like you've dissected these lyrics and you you know what they're referencing and like you know that like oh people are highly anticipating the sequel to Painkiller so I'm gonna you know write a song that is thematically the same as one of the songs on there uh, man it's, there's just so many layers to this song and it's and I, it's bittersweet it's sad it's happy it's, it's so joyous happy it's so happy god dang <laughs> yeah again he's disguising sad songs in happy songs not a lot of songwriters do that really well you know and it's that's uh, just what we love about this guy and his music man mm-hmm. so uh what's your score in this at the end of the day adam oh it's a three it's always a three. Oh, what a great <laughs> song man oh my gosh <laughs> let's see it was my number Four song of 2018. Whew. One of four Brian Fallon songs on my 2018 list. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and in hindsight, only four? I'm, only I'm surprised four. it was only, only four. four. <laughs> I'm still happy with this this song's list after all these years, unlike mm-hmm. my 2016 list. So <laughs> <laughs> a discussion for another day. Very good. Because is it just me or do you think that Come Wander With Me is like the most experimental song on this album uh, of not just this album, but like of his entire solo career, mm. just That's... with the, the keyboard elements and, and that kind of thing. Like this, this song sounds nothing like any previous Brian Fallon song, you know? Mm. Well, I, I, I do applaud its experimentation. I wouldn't say it's the most experimental. I, I would definitely, I'm, and I'm not joking around, like I would give that to Mojo Hand. Like I think he was really going for something well wild so. with Mojo Hand. But it's just, you know, the execution <laughs> The execution of it was, you know, is, is debatable. But uh, you're right about the, the musicianship of Come Wander With Me. I think it is very experimental, especially for him and his solo stuff. And it definitely sticks out uh, from right. this album. Because like you, there's not a lot of keyboard elements that are that noticeable, at least mm-hmm. as with this one. Like it's just that that opening, uh, just like that 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 chord that he hits, where it's just like bam, 
you were there. Well, we and, are here and, too. <laughs> and, and then the the overall feel of the song mm-hmm. takes you in so many directions. So put yeah. me down for a three, but let's turn it on. All right, here we go. <laughs> so I'll put you down for three. All right, I'll do that. Here we go. Uh, come wander with me. My number two song of 2018. Fuck. <laughs> Love the delay in the guitar there. What a great effect. Great little reference to uh Banks. Yeah. Exactly. I love that line. What a great line. Great little nod to single mothers. Cuz it's still electric even though it feels like a like an acoustic song in a way. Mm-hmm. And then the fucking guitar right here going into the chorus. Mm. Ooh. Mm. Layers, dude. Sasang. I uh, love it. Just too good a ship to wreck. And I just love the, the guitar plucking away. Ian, Ian mm-hmm. and the guitar just plucking away, just almost following along with the lyrics of the song. There was some kind of diamond in me. Mm-hmm. So a song about uh, trauma bonding, you know? It's pretty damn good. Mm. Trauma what bonding I... with you, with your mama. Trauma bonding <laughs> with your mama. Yeah, it's what a what a, and you know, mama will come up like a lot on this album too. So, you know, it's it's a it's a thematically it's a very strong song mm. to keep here right at the beginning of the album as well. Um, a hero's a hard thing to find when you're grown. Mm. I mean, is that exactly what you want to hear when you're 38 years old? Yeah, come on. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 there's there's so much like truth and like hard truth to these albums. You know, sometimes love doesn't work out. Sometimes uh, finding new love is hard. You don't really have heroes. You're cynical, you know. But it's always done in that kind of like that kind of romanticized version, you know, of all of that. You can just kind of apply your own your own your own reality to it. Yeah. And you know, speaking of which, like our, our, our friend Weeks like shared this great video about like where the song Smoke came from. Because we were right. wondering about that last week. And he Ryan Fallon admitted like the way he likes to write songs is to bridge his meaning of the song and write it in a way that the audience can impart their own meaning. And that's uh, Yes. That's so fucking brilliant. I mean, like that's why we fucking love Brian Fallon, yeah. dude. <laughs> and I feel like he's he's like the only one that could do it. Yeah. <laughs> that can do it correctly. Because nobody else, like, you want to, like, assign your own narrative to. Yeah, absolutely, dude. Ugh. Mm. That's him. That's him playing keyboard. Brian? Yeah. According oh, nice. to Wikipedia. And there's Man. love that extra layer on the back with the organ. Oh, mm-hmm. that's exactly this is exactly what you want for like an outro chorus right there. Just make it nice, big on bombastic. You can just maybe add one single layer, change up the lyrics a little bit, and that's like like Brian does all of that for this one right here. Oh, number two song, number two song. It's the too powerful. This album. It's the too best powerful. Song. <laughs> Fuck! 
it's it's too good it's too good wow what a what a song and just fading it out there with that little uh that organ just 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 fading away wow wow what a so how do we unpack this man it's a fucking <laughs> it, 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 well again it, Tracks two through four are like some of the most emotionally resonant songs that we've ever come in contact with, you know? Mm-hmm. So to, to, to hear them back to back, it's just like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> One, two, three punch of just these amazing songs. Uh, yeah. I mean, no secret. This is an easy three, maybe the easiest mm-hmm. three. No, it's not the easiest three on this album, but it's an easy three. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. It's like for me, like it unpacks like a lot of like, you know, being bonded to my mom because I didn't get along with my father and, you know, the, the, the kind of journey in my life of trying to unpack my own emotions and, and, and being comfortable with sharing them with people and, you know, being comfortable sharing them with like strangers, which is like exactly what Brian is doing through his music. Right. And that's like, and again, finding out that he likes to write music like that, where he, will impart his he will write just enough ambiguity in his lyrics so that the listener can impart their own personal feelings to it uh, uh, it, it just like blew my fucking mind that, like he <laughs> exactly. does that consciously exactly <laughs> and he can do it like, almost effortlessly you know it, it's like oh yeah i wrote the song a couple minutes whatever yeah um, <laughs> brian fallon is the biggest son of a bitch <laughs> songwriter in the world god damn it it's so ridiculously crazy but you know but then at this point is always where i'm wondering like why was i so down on track one right like why didn't track one hit me in the same level mm-hmm. um but it's just it's just because it's i just like that song it's, mm-hmm. it's a good song whatever it is a good song yeah <laughs> uh, so you want another good song i got another good song for you if you want it let's do it let's right, do it baby. of course uh needs no introduction etta james it's like oh i mean it's just it's just a ballad you know it's like oh really we're gonna do a slow just, song at track four brian you just did a slow wow. song why are we doing this this how cute crap? brian <laughs> But if you're going to be Brian Fallon and you're in a happy relationship, I mean, you have to write mm. this song. This song has to exist. You would have wanted it to be recreated into the years after. Yeah. But th- this was th- the first of the bombastic uh, love songs that we're going to get on this album here. Like sad songs written by sad. I'm sorry. Happy songs written by sad people just like hit a little different right because like it's not like it's not that same love song like you wrote in local local honey where it's just a unadulterated like i love you and i will love you forever there's a little yes. bit of like this one hits on the chorus oh come on mm. and I, I i said it i said it mm. um uh, earlier but like in my head since falling in love with my now wife and again this came out the year i um, proposed to her I always belt out now Erica Hay hit that symphony <laughs> <laughs> just works it just, it works. just works yeah mm. and it basically what I kind of read was that he was trying to write a big bombastic love song and knew that he couldn't like mm. Edit James did so that's why he had to put her name in there yeah. to be like you do this for me because yeah. I can't Right. <laughs> Obviously, my a, songwriting skills are poor, right. and yours aren't. Again, That's Brian Fallon speaking. is the biggest son of a bitch. <laughs> <sighs> wow, well, what go. a powerful chorus. I love that mm. chorus, man. 
the sirens I lost in the ocean. Talk I mean, a little bit about the sirens a little bit later, too. A little bit later. A very poignant nope. line right there. Mm. Nobody's Fault But Mine is a song on 1976 Presence album by Led Zeppelin. Oh, okay. So there's an actual purpose for that line. I just thought it was him referencing all of his sad songs. <laughs> right. I fucking, Pretty much. Same oh thing. my god. Most of my sad life, I figured I was gonna die alone. Man, I've never, like, hard samed in my entire fucking life than <laughs> listening to that Sam. line. Sam, dude. Sam. And then this bridge is the... Ugh. You can feel it in your heart. Mm, wow. Oh. <sighs> Chills every single time, dude. And like the tears well yeah. up. The tears well up. Like if the chorus doesn't get, get it, it to you, like that that bridge will hit you right right away. It's mm -hmm. just so strong, man. Wow. And this is just a song that you need to listen to in your car by yourself, where nobody mm -hmm. can hear you. Right. And you got this, you know, you double up on the on the tempo right here, go in the third chorus. Like he didn't have to do this. You, you no. don't have to cut the chorus in half right here and go back to the original. Boom, boom, boom. Mm. And then you slow it down. So perfect. Oh my god. Oh my god. Puddle, right. baby. Puddle. I'm puddling everywhere. That final, <laughs> final lead. Oh, that. Like, and right here, like when I'm singing along too, you know, and of course adding my own, replacing the name Etta with Erica, and like, I I can't even get to this part. Like, there's, like I'm already, I'm already fucking gone. Like, and like sometimes, like I've heard this in the car. I purposely have to like stop it. I, I, I just like hit my touch controls on my on my Kia and just like turn the song off because like I'm gonna die on the freeway listening to this song. <laughs> yes. Wow. So let's see. He told Rolling Stone, "I feel like all these characters carry a trail behind them. They leave a legacy. I got the idea of referencing from hip hop. If you look at the '70s and especially the '80s, New York and East Coast hip hop was always referencing the culture. Mm. With that song." I was saying, I've got this feeling about this person, and the best way I've heard it conveyed is through Etta James. Those references are bigger than my writing and bigger than the audience, but they're ingrained in the memory. So yeah, that's what he was saying. I can't write a, a, a song as good as Etta James, so I'm just going to put her in this song yeah. and be like, hey, can you can you make this song better and bigger? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which also like says so much, right? Because you know, I think we've all kind of experienced that kind of feeling sometimes, where you know, you 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 feel one way about a person, but you don't quite have the vocabulary to explain it, you know. And I think that's what the chorus is invoking, and I I, I think it's so there beautiful, you, you know, and just just you know, one of the best soul singers in the world, uh, bless her heart, and you know, and and she. She she is living on through this song for a new audience who might not have ref, you know known her music. They can reference back to one of her like famous hits and just understand why Brian is in, invoking her name in such this beautiful song in such a beautiful way. 
Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, you can't listen to Etta James music and not think of this song anymore. Yeah. Be like, man, Brian, Brian Fallon just, just did so much better. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, Etta James. You're going to go to her grave and tell her that, man? <laughs> I might. I might. I mean, I don't know if, if, if Brian Fallon can sing at last as well, but I, you know, I like, I like, I like the song Etta James better than the artist Etta James. Is that weird? Is that weird? Well, I mean, we didn't grow up on Etta James, but now we can right. say that we are a fan of Etta James. There you go. There you go. So five years on, uh, still haven't been able to get through that song without at least welling up. Uh, full on fucking puddle crying. Easy three. Three for you as well, my friend. Um, yeah, there's a lot of threes. There's going to be a lot of threes in this album, guys. So and, and so like, it. okay, we're a quarter. I'm sorry. We're, we're a third of the way through this album now. I just want to say yes. to the audience right there who think painkillers is better. How? How? <laughs> Tell me how. <laughs> I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just asking how. <laughs> I mean, there, there's the, the themes are different at okay. this point, and I the intensity. It. It, no, but no, the themes are are different, and the intensity is bigger at this point of this album on True. a level that painkillers never reached. You know, it, Rosemary it, was it, like get up the, there. the most yeah. in, Rosemary was the most like intense song mm-hmm. on that album. But still. But Etta James, dude. <laughs> but come That's wonder with me. Forget me not. I I know. And we'll get to track six in just a oh, minute. <laughs> do we have to? Can we skip that one? Just like reference people back to best songs of 2018 if you want them to relive that moment give them a time stamp oh. here you talk about that song for like 10 minutes oh. and uh <laughs> All right. go from there <laughs> but let's in, in the meantime let's have a little bit of a of a breather here on track five right? oh my god really this is a breather to you <laughs> all right let's get there we are at track five her majesty's service and it's like as much as i'm I, I, I want more intensity. I'm just like, I'm so happy to hear these like just normal guitar chords. Dun, 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 dun. Like there's mm. nothing intense about that. It's just like, okay, cool. We're just going to sit back and have another fun, fun love song mixed in with some interesting lyrics. Yeah. In the chorus. But yeah, this song doesn't pack that intensity the way mm. the previous ones do. There's a lot of lyrical references to, I think, the song um, "Among Other Foolish Things," and you know, particularly, Maybe. particularly Maybe. in the chorus too, because you know, the name drop, Lily. Um, Lily, I don't know how to start this letter. Uh, you know, from right, her, yeah, right. I always assumed Lily was current wife, but maybe not. It might be a Haunted nickname with heartbroken ghosts and Elsie singing. How does it feel? I love the, the the mixture. You got you, okay. You got Lily, you got Elsie, and you got. How does it feel to be a Rolling Stone? You're mixing mm. in Bob Dylan into that mix of this like trifecta, and oh I love my just letting my brain run with that, like because wow, like especially knowing that Bob Dylan was you know the Brian Fallon of his time. Yeah. yeah. Um, with 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 the intensity of some of his love songs, um, and. So that's why I always like this chorus a lot, and I could never put this song down. It just wasn't. 
It wasn't puddle-inducing, that's for sure. Yeah, it, it's not a big bombastic chorus, right? But it's it, it's the chorus ex- that we exactly need after a song like Etta James. Yes. And the bridge is really cool. Mm. I always like that. Don't you Mm. And do you and it, look at it from his perspective, her perspective? You know, you can just like play with all that so much. I only want to be haunted by you. Wow. Of the Queen. And I always forget that he's referencing Back to the Rain King by Counting Crows from their first album. He brings on the service of the queen element. Oh, wow. From I, that I, track. Probably a dual meaning, too, because he's, you know, if he's referencing his wife, Stacy, who is from England, you know, right, refer to her right. as the queen, of course. Wait. And, you know, you didn't have to fucking mm. make the bridge its own song. It's again, so you did it again. <laughs> good, dude. Oh, wow. And that's like, this is like the mm-hmm. thesis of the song right mm-hmm. here in that, in that one line. Wow. Pretty much. Pretty much. So it's like, is she singing the first half of the chorus? Is he singing the second half of the chorus? It, it very much could be. It's just, or again, he, that conversation yeah. that or, we're listening what, to. Or, you know, I think he he's maybe thinking what, or he's, he's imagining what she is thinking about him in that That's first part of the possible. chorus. Yeah. yeah, man, interesting. So you, you just, even though he might be happier and writing happier music, there's still that underlying sense of everything could fall apart tomorrow. Right. Oh my God. Is, yes. Like that's, ex- and I mean, you know, track seven, Little Nightmares, that's exactly yeah. what this song's about. So like we're exactly. kind of planting the seeds of that, of that theme coming on a little bit later. Jesus right. fucking Christ. Again, I'm going to say, I said it once, I say it again. How? Tell me how <laughs> Painkillers is better. <laughs> it's, it's a great album. I understand. I Tell me how I want to know. <laughs> So I think for me, I have to put this song as a one. As a one? Even I love, that, I love wow. that bridge so much. Okay. But it's, it's really just like the, the bridge that I, that I love. And I've come to a determination that if, if I like the bridge that much and the rest of the song doesn't measure up as much, mm. then I have to put the song you know, down. But I still love the chorus and – or I still love the chorus and the verses. They're just the, – the intensity, the emotional intensity is not there. So yeah. I'm down for a one. Uh, give me give me a big fat three, baby. Like this is uh, – there's a lot to wow. this song that like relate to me and my current relationship. And so like, you know – and I'm sorry if this is like TMI or anything. But like I refer to my wife as the queen. Like that's one of my pet names for her. So like – the idea of me wanting to crawl across the glass to bow at her feet. Fuck. Yeah. I would do that any day for my queen. And it's just like no question. And like, and in that chorus too, that nagging feeling like an Elsie singing, how does it feel? Right. And that's like my own uh, insecurities about like 
the the people I've been with the past, me feeling like I'm not good enough for my own current wife, and I was just like I wasn't good enough for my my past partners, um, and in, how I impart that. That's something that I still struggle with, right? And, and I've gotten a lot better over the years. So like that line lingers with me, and it, and it's and and I and I balance that. I try to balance that in my head with like. The, the way I feel about my wife and like how I would do anything for her crawl across the glass. If only she knew, you know, if only my queen knew like how much that I was devoted to her. Right. It, despite how, yeah. despite how I'm not going to use the word broken, but like that's the only word that comes to my head, not despite how broken, like my emotional state can be sometimes. So give me a big fat three, dude. <laughs> it's, I'm sorry. Uh, and, and if only she heard this episode, Maybe she would. She would finally get it. The technology doesn't, doesn't exist. Know. She doesn't no. know. And I would. I would never do that for my wife. I would gladly push the broom first, and then oh I would. Oh my crawl. god! You're completely right. I should get the broom. <laughs> I would do the broom first, and then I would crawl. Yeah. And let her use me as a, as a footrest or whatever. You know. And... Step on me, mommy. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a big fan of, of 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 shards of glass in my body. That's just me. That's my personal preference. I know Mike and I are different on this, and maybe we should have a whole other discussion about that. This is That's all okay. stuff I've explained to my wife, by the way. She's not. This isn't a surprise for her. anyway. <laughs> I know. He like takes the glass, smashes it on the counter, stab yeah. me with it now. Stab me so on me. Step on me, mommy. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway, that's my fetish. Uh, so Mike I is, guess Mike is wanting to avoid track six. I would imagine at this point. So Adam, what have you been listening to this week? <laughs> oh man, I can't, I can't talk about Rustin Kelly and, and, and go in any other direction because we're, I'm going to be, we're going to be equally as, as emotionally devastated. Oh. So we're just going to have to throw this in here. At least this has a silver lining to it. I guess. so. <laughs> all right, here we go. Track six proof of life. Now I was beyond surprised that Mike chose this as his number one song of 2018. Mm -hmm. I was not expecting it. After all of the songs that I went through, I assumed one of those would have been his favorite track from yeah. this album. I even like so. had you guess too, and you were like, "This is like one of your last guesses." So it's, I'm so I'm, like, what, look, tell me, tell me how you feel about this song from your end, and then maybe that will maybe explain maybe why it didn't come to your head immediately when you thought about it for me. I don't know. I mean, it's a, it's an emotional pedal song. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, it's a three all the way. But again, I think I was looking for one of the more intense songs mm. to push you over for your number one song of the year. Mm. So, um, but no, this th there's absolutely everything right about this song. Knowing the history of this artist at this point, feeling. Man, just feeling the, 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 the positivity of where he is. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, who doesn't want this song? Who doesn't want to write this song? Like everybody should need to, to should want to write this song at some point in their life. I can't imagine like the fear and trepidation coming out of your brain or out of your lips or onto the onto the page while writing a song like this, right? Because it's almost as if like you're 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 manifesting it uh you know it, it's 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 not like you're wanting to die but it's just that when you right. when you're ready to die you would hope that the people that you leave behind remember your love for them remember how much they you cared for them and how much that you 
how they meant to you, you know? And it's just, this song is just, year after year, after, you know, after every single time I listen to this album, this song comes along, and I'm reminded that I'm getting older, and I'm, re- I'm reminded that my, my, my beautiful baby girl is getting, is, is going to be a beautiful baby woman soon. <laughs> and, you know, and, 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 I, and I think back at, like, my... My, my relationship with my wife and how many years now it's been and how I'm continuing my love for her is just growing and and you know and and, and I and I flash and I flash forward to the to the future and I think about you know the possibility of like me not being here anymore and not getting to talk with you and hang out with you and go to go to games with you listen to music with you and 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 do the same I don't stuff. want to live in that world and do this and go on adventures with my wife and laugh with my wife and wake up to see my wife's beautiful face and to see my daughter like maybe start a family of her own and 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 succeed in all the ways she's going to succeed right but and this is a song that can only be on a solo album like this isn't a gaslight anthem song at all either it's just like this is him at his core this is not the guy that we see on stage at all yeah and I think that's also like the beauty of it too, because you know I feel the same way about him. Like, if he wasn't here making music, that would really fucking suck. Yeah, and it would, right? And and it, it's a reminder that like, be grateful for the people that you have in your life. Be grateful for your your family, for your, your the friends that you hold dear, the artists that you hold dear, because like one day. You know, Brian's a lucky guy because, like, he's got millions of people who love his music, and, and and I'm sure love him. And like, his proof of life is all the music that he shared with us, right? You know, those are enough. I want more. <laughs> give us more. He's gonna give us more this year, and you're gonna lose Someday. your bet. <laughs> Someday. Someday. And you're gonna Someday. lose your bet when he gets when he releases new music this year. But uh, he hasn't posted anything on Twitter in like two months because he's writing music adam <laughs> that's why but uh you know like those of us who aren't so lucky to be you know a famous singer and songwriter like you know our proof of life should be the the good deeds the the memories that we impart on, on one another and and just the smiles that we put on people's faces right and i think about that a lot and i think about this song a lot and it and, and it and it's a sad song. It's inherently a sad song because it's about death. But there's, but it's the reverse. Like sometimes he writes happy songs with a tinge of sadness. This is a sad song with a tinge of happiness because it's about your memory being imparted. It's about your memory, like living being on, being present, being exactly in the now. Exactly. Yes. <sighs> so anyway, three. We're halfway through. <laughs> oh yeah, it's got to be a three. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, and, and again, just like Etta James, like can't get through this song without tearing up, can't get, the, get through the song without welling up. Um, yeah, uh, Adam's right. Go go listen to our 2018 review of this and our 2018 best songs of the year. And because um, I talk about a lot of other songs <laughs> during those episodes as well. Yeah. Um, so, and I don't think I got I get nearly as deep because we just we got to move on. Like, okay, that was the second chorus. Let's move on to the next the next song. Yeah, I could honestly like <laughs> pick apart every single like line in this song and then do a whole episode on that, right? Like Man. the bridge itself is so fucking 
strong and evocative and picturesque. Like, give me all your troubles. Give me all the spiders in your brains. Let me see the parts with the real deep stars so I cannot wash your sins away. Like, I will exactly. impart all of your sadness onto me. I can handle it, you know? And like, oh, fuck, dude. Like, <laughs> whether that's healthy or not, you know, is a whole different story. But at least in music form, it's great. It's beautiful. Yeah, it is, it's beautiful. Yes. And anyway it really really is <sighs> and you know he just creates he creates a world we want to live in he creates a mindset for ourselves that we want to be in at mm-hmm. all times i think you even mentioned that way back when like like listening to this makes you want to be a better person mm. it absolutely <laughs> does is, it's, like, it's, I, it's bizarre i mean like, at the very no, least it should make you at least rethink your life and your place in the world and your place in your family and your friends you know you don't want to like we're all going to leave some sort of legacy behind, whether it's a big one or a small one. So like you might as well make the most of that legacy, you know, like we, I, it, I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with just living your life, just existing. But I think we should all at least want to strive for more than that. We should like, it, it, I mean, you don't have to change the world, right? We can just at least make people happy, you know, make, make the people that we have in our lives let them know that you love them. Let them know that how much they mean to you. And I and I've been trying to do that for a long time now. And 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 I, I hope that it's working because, you know, goddammit, if any of you fuckers forget me, I'm gonna fucking haunt <laughs> the shit. I'm gonna figure a way to haunt the shit out of you guys. Oh man. It's a good thing we have Discord, or else I would just like, who's Mike? I've never heard of him. <laughs> anyway. So, we're halfway through the album now. Yeah, we are. We've only cried, what, three times, four times, maybe? Three times know. for me, maybe. <laughs> so, uh, let's see. Little so, anyway. Nightmares. Little Nightmares. Yeah, so track seven. Anyway, yeah, Painkiller is better than Sleepwalker. Anyway, track seven, Little Nightmares. I think we heard this song live. We heard most of these songs live. I believe so, yeah. Yes. This is the one with all the words. How many yeah. words can I cram into a verse in a chorus? This is three songs worth of words into one song. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard for me to sing along with it, but that's mm-hmm. okay. And you know that I know, I know. You know I don't even know anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but this pre chorus and this chorus, just a little build up right here. Mm. And I think of myself as little Mike. Like I was a very quiet kid. I didn't really have a lot of friends. I just wanted. I just kind of had a lot of had. I just imagined myself with friends and all that kind of stuff. Mm. So this is the one where it's like, who's talking? Is it him? Is it her? I think it's her at the beginning here. Yeah, the, it's him in the second half of the of the chorus. It's like, girl, we're gonna be okay. Remember the glass. Just keep on laying down the glass. And we'll Lay be down fine. that glass, baby. Step on me, yeah. sexy mama. <laughs> and then a great little transition. And again, it, it doesn't sound like anything previous. It's got that weird organ in the background that he's mm-hmm. playing. And yeah, I love the reverb on the guitar too. Here, like does it just single chords here or there? Like, uh, very evocative, and it like it resonates in your brain when you hear it. I wish we could have more pre-choruses like this. Mm. 
And I like that line too. I don't want to say it's a reference to Wonderful Life, where he says, I just, you know, fuck, what's the line? It's,、uh, I don't want to survive, I want to live a life. And he's like,、yep. there, all my life, I just tried to survive. Ah!、Oh, yep. Ah!、Uh, <laughs> full circle, baby! That's, that's the lyric genius annotation here. Oh, is it? Nice. <laughs> yep. Hell yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, you, you, you listen to these lyrics, you throw in everything you've already heard from the previous albums, and you're just like, I get it.、Mm. It's like, yeah, I get it. Why wouldn't you, you know, have your words get lost and haunt the back of your throat? It's just like so many things you want to say that you never, that you never say. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that's been the theme across the board here. Yeah, again, maybe it's because you don't have the vocabulary or you're too scared to say what you want to, what really want to say、right. because of that nagging feeling that, like,、leave. oh, she's just going to leave, right? Mmm, I fucking hate this chorus or this bridge. <laughs> <laughs> And I mean, the, as always, coming out of the bridges back into the choruses are always so skillfully done. Mmm. You're always just like, man, why can't we have this more often? It's like, sure, we just got some organ and some simple guitar stuff. And I don't know、but、if it was. It just in, like it, flows. I don't know if it was intentional or not, but like, I love this transition part too because it, it kind of adds like a jam bandy type of feeling with it,、right. especially with the background vocals. You can hear Brian just like, it's like, yeah, one, two, yeah. You know? Bad like, dreams is the li- lyric I see here. It's like, one, two, bad dreams. Oh, love it. <laughs> love it. And then, and then we speed up the chorus right here on the second half. Mmm. Mmm, that tempo, baby. I mean, that's, that's the. And then, wild horses couldn't drag me away. Hell yeah. What a f- Stones fucking, reference. Oh my god. And <sighs> like, having that right there at the outro, dude, it's almost as if, like, I hear you, but I will never leave you. I will never leave you. Don't let those nagging thoughts like, hurt you anymore. Wild horses couldn't drag me away. Fuck yeah! yeah.、Mm. Even if it's been said before, doesn't mean you can't say it again. Oh my god. F- 50 years later. I'm going to give that song a two. I'm giving it a two. <laughs> I love it, dude. I love it. I, you, I love that you're just like, oh my god, what a great song. I love this chorus. I love this bridge. Two. <laughs> <laughs> Two song is fucking awesome. awesome, but I'm not a puddle. I'm not a puddle with this.、Song. Oh my god, this, I'm a puddle for、I'm、the just... exact same reason that like Her Majesty's <laughs> Service leaves me in a puddle, dude. This song is fucking good, and again, it's just it's it's, it's expanding on those themes on of, of Her Majesty's Service of the nagging feeling that like I love you so goddamn much, but I'm scared you're gonna leave me like everybody else left me. And then, and then to bring it back around in the outro, wild horses couldn't drag me away. Lumps in my throat, dude. Chills everywhere. Easy fucking three. My God.、Mm. Oh. Nice. I'm just saying, it's, a, it's your number one album of all time for a reason. So I understand. <laughs> yeah. Again, you know, Painkillers is better than Sleepwalkers. I don't, I don't know what Mike's talking about. Drag sweaty <laughs> ball sack over. <laughs> I was going to leave the ball sack out of this discussion, but thank you for bringing it back. <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of sleepwalkers, Adam, I mean, we got the title track coming up over here, baby. Well, I just, yeah. 
What else is there to say other than let's just get it started to it? Let's just get into it. This is the only one that's got horns on it, I think, right? Uh, it's prominent. It's, at least the horns are prominent. If, the, if there are horns in the other songs and it's, you know, maybe in the background or just to accent. Yeah. All right, here we and go. This track, the, yeah, this track, it starts out so cool. Mm. To the it, point where you're always just like, again, you we, we were thinking like, oh man, here comes the mojo hand. We knew it was going to be here. <laughs> and you're just like, beep, 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 beep. Mm. trumpet, baby, trumpet. Right. Here we go, sleepwalkers. The Preservation Hall Jazz Band appear on the song Sleepwalkers. Oh, love Sax, it. piano, and trumpet. This is a very like painkillers song, you know. This this would mm -hmm. fit right in with painkillers, and I love that this song is in here. And this is the one that the chorus just is so. Mm. It's so much bigger than the verse, even though the verse is like building to it. Yeah, the, the verse is very much complementary to both the pre-chorus and the chorus. Doom, the mama, she was famous in my dreams. I'm having oh. dreams of this of this lady. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, speaking famous. of painkillers, too, that kind of that tarot card kind of voodoo magic kind of uh, themes bringing in over here. Asking her mama to, like, maybe read read her palm, read his palm, and maybe or maybe read mm -hmm. his cards or something. So fucking evocative, dude. And he does it again in the chorus. He starts the chorus a certain way and ends it a different, completely mm. different way. <sighs> and then let's just go back and do, 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 do. <laughs> just a little hoppy verse. Transition, wow. <laughs> what a fucking effortless <laughs> chorus, dude. I know. And I can just, like, when you're singing this in your car by yourself, you're just like, yes. Like, I can't, I, hit, I, I, I can't hit these, like, notes in these chorus that like, gets outside of my own range, but it's one of those songs, like, you just don't give a shit. Like, my voice is cracking, right. but I'm like, right. you know, like, on a good night. Like, I can't hit that <laughs> note, but, like, I don't give a fuck. Wow. And that was like I remember the moment when this album settled in where I where I was driving <laughs> to work that morning. And just being like, I don't know if this album's like that good. I'm not sure. But as soon as like this chorus hit, I was like, oh shit, this album is it, this especially the song mm. is so good. Just that that very minor build piano up. in the back with the build up. Mm -hmm. Wow. Brush, brushes on the snare there. Yeah, we got the trumpet just coming in just a tiny bit. Just wait to, waiting for waiting for its cue in the chorus. Mm. Oh, so much there. And boom, everybody's right here. Everybody's back again. Wow. The mm -hmm. horns are playing. The piano is playing. Brian is belting it out. Everybody, every fucking Mm -hmm. person like playing is, on this song is just giving it their all right here I love it it just feels like dive bar in New Orleans mm. 
kind of thing. Like nobody else knows this except you and the few people that are listening to it. Yeah, there's like, eight people but, in the bar and six people are not paying attention. You know, it's right, like it's right. that fucking vibe, dude. Wow. Right. Exactly. And then I think about the five people that we know that listen to this album, and I'm like, that that's all who who knows this. Yeah. And that's that's fine with me. It's terrible for Brian Fallon <laughs> and his ability to pay for his bills, but it's great for us. Dude, I see <laughs> millions of people just on Spotify here <laughs> listening to this song. So I think... Oh, okay. Okay, good. I think Brian's got a healthy fan base. I mean, he, okay. I, I'm sure he would love the same paychecks that uh, uh, Bruce Springsteen gets, but, you know, right. <laughs> I think he gets a healthy uh, a healthy paycheck. Put me down for a three, please. Wow, dude. Yeah, easy three. Like, uh, it's 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 just an evocative song. It's not a personable song to me, but like, this is one of the few songs where it, it this song stands alone, just on the strength of the musicianship and the style and the the grace. There's like a grace to this song that I don't think the other songs have. Um, hmm. And maybe it's because it kind of has a little. It, it, it does have that, you know, American South type of feel to it. It does have a little bit of a preachy choir, honky tonk, but not in like that kind of mojo hand sort of way. But, um, right. but yeah, everything about this song is just operating on a different level than the other songs on this on this album. Easy three, nice. easy three. How did he even get the Preservation Hall jazz band from you know in New Orleans? to join him for that is maybe he sent them a song and they were like oh my god bruce springsteen needs our help (laughs) we can save you bruce (laughs) oh wait who are you (laughs) you're not bruce (laughs) yeah but like an article articles keep calling me bruce so i guess i'm bruce (laughs) all right moving on moving on my name is the knight this is the t-shirt that i own t-shirt that i bought and own and we heard this song live and boy when that chorus hits I feel like I was, you and me were the only ones in the room there. Mm. That was okay with me. Probably the funkiest song on this album. Yeah, that dirty guitar. So, like, unexpected. I know, like that super fuzzy vintage guitar playing at the beginning. Really invocative of, like, the Rolling Stones, you know? Speaking of, Mm -hmm. like, you know, Color Me Black. Temperature's better. What a fucking awesome pre-chorus, dude! I know it's totally unexpected after that that kind of kind of heavy verse. Be okay, Mike. <laughs> this fucking chorus is too much, dude. <laughs> like it's so emotionally fucking resonant and like, wow. I was just about to jump before you called me back. Wow. (laughs) Fuck. But I'm good. I'm good now. I've lost so much more than I've ever had. My name is the Night Honey. Color me black. You in your white dress and in your mama's hands. It's the callback to handwritten right there. Mm, my God, yes. Again, just this, oh, this song God. is operating on a different level <laughs> than everything else, man. What a fucking amazing track. And then it's like, and then it's it's one of those bridges that is a completely different song. There's, oh yeah. 
<laughs> it's like he wrote this bridge as a completely different song. It was like, oh, I can shove this in here and make yeah. it make it work. And again, he doesn't realize <laughs> the fucking power <laughs> of, of his songwriting. He doesn't realize the power of like his comp his composition shit. And it's just like, what the fuck is this? Oh. And you're like, well, where are we? Where are we now? Track 10, 11 start here. <laughs> I know this kind of feels like the second to last song, really. Nothing, baby. Nothing more than this. Nothing more than this useless heart in my chest. Uh, the one that I threw into the ocean back in, uh, among other, among other foolish things. Mm -hmm. Wow. And I do it all again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's something like I tell my wife all the time. Like I would go through, I would go through all of the pain, the, and 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 the heartbreak and everything bad about my life if I knew that I could relive it just to meet you again. What a fucking line, dude. Wow. Mm -hmm. When I go, I'll be going out in flames and fiery wrecks. I remember screaming that line. Wow. That's like my, my other favorite line. <laughs> Yeah, you've got plenty of space on your body to tattoo that on your on yourself. <laughs> you've at least got another arm you could put that in. You know? That's true. That's true. But Woo! yeah, it was one of those moments where all I saw was the back of people's heads. I can feel you dancing next to me. And I was pretty convinced that nobody behind me knew what the fuck was going on. Mm -hmm. So it was like it was just it was just it was just the three of us in that moment. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, well, what, going, a, what a Going to see Brian mm. Fallon and the Gaslight Anthem is such an interesting feeling, right? Because, you know, you were surrounded by a couple hundred people and like, you know, you have to think, you know, you and I are, you, you and I are there. This guy means a lot to us. His music means a lot to us. And like, does anybody else feel this? You have to wonder, does anybody right. else feel the what same mean, way we feel? You mean the Howling Weather? Sorry, you said the Gaslight Anthem earlier. Well, when, 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 we see, when we see the Gaslight Anthem Solo. too. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. I mean, at least at the Gaslight Anthem show, to see the rest of the crowd singing along yeah. was a whole different yeah. feeling. But uh, yeah, it, this was, man, like I still have visions. I feel like I'm so far away at that show. And we yeah. were really close because yeah. there's not that much room at the fucking Santa Ana Observatory. Yeah. Like the, the, the standing room is not that big. Yeah. But for some reason, he is like 50 feet away. Yeah. And we're like, and realistically too, like, I think if you were to draw a straight line between artists and where we were standing, maybe like 15 feet, something like that, maybe it was man. pretty close. I, yeah, I, it had the, to have been, but the music just <laughs> takes us like to a different realm almost. It almost feels like we're, we're having like this out of body experience and like, we just, you know, we, we get lost in the music and like the music is being sung slightly different than we remember because it's being sung live and like. We see the artist there, and he's imparting his own emotions to it in a live setting. And we're, you're there with smiling, smiling, smiling and right? dancing. <laughs> and like, and, and like, at least for like from my perspective, I'm sitting there with like my two best friends in the whole wide world, and just like enjoying this and imparting my feelings into both of you. And it's like, and and, and yeah, you're right. It, it does feel like okay, I'm a hundred feet away. You know, Brian Fallon can see me as like a speck in his glasses. Yes. You know? Yes. <laughs> but yeah, what a, what a so, weird feeling it is. And I mean, that is the song I remember the most hmm. from that night. I know he played Commander with me and Forget Me Not, Etta James. 
I'm pretty sure. Oh, he played Watson that night. Mm. He played Little oh. Nightmares. I'm pretty sure, as well as all of the the horrible crows stuff, except for Behold the Hurricane, which still bewilders me. Yeah, it's like whatever. I've already heard it three times. I guess I guess I don't have to hear it tonight. But <laughs> um, but yeah. But for some reason, my name is the night is the one that stands out the most. Mm. And I think it's because I pulled I pulled my ch- my heart out of my chest in that moment and bled to death on the floor. Yeah. And somehow we made it through the rest of the night. Okay. Does that but mean that, that, that you're also a puddle on the ground questioning your own existence? Man, that's a tough call mm. because that song is so like fun to, to listen to and play uh, and to sing to. I mean, yes. um, I feel like it's just an awesome song. Like it's more of a two to me. Yeah. I'm kind of there too. I think I'm the, I'm at a two for this song. Like I, I think it's a great song again. It's, it's musically, it's operating on a different level. Uh, and it, it's, it's got a fun chorus. It's got a, a, a meaningful lyrics, um, but it doesn't put me in a puddle. I think, I, I think of all of them. I think I can, just listen to that one and just be like, yeah, this song is fucking rocking. This is some, this is yes. a good ass fucking rock and roll, dude. So I'm going to put that exactly. as a two for myself as well. Okay. But, uh, yeah. I've, I've, I, and I looking at the score, I have officially met my score for uh, painkillers. I'm at, a, I'm <laughs> so at 25 three tracks to go. <laughs> I have to hate three. all three of these tracks <laughs> to tie with painkillers. <laughs> we can negotiate if you need to give a zero to any of these, I suppose. But, well, I um, mean, these songs you know. do kind of suck. <laughs> I'm just saying. I, I mean, Neptune, surprisingly, like I'm still kind of surprised that this, this is my number three song of 2018. Right. And I put, this I mean, it went "Forget Me Not" number four, "Neptune" number three, "Come Wander with Me" number two. So I, I, I know I spent a long time figuring out the order, but man, does Neptune kick me in the nuts so well? You mean this song right here, Neptune? Hmm. And you're just like, oh man, here, here it comes. We knew it was there. Here's the mojo nah, hand. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> Never alone, never <laughs> apart. Like that, that, that's going through your mind, and then all of a sudden the fucking verse just says, "Boom!" You just slide right into it. It's like, wait, what? That intro is gone. It doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> God. Needle spinning by my bedside. And it's just, just it's it's the same themes. It's just like girl, I used to be sad, but girl, because of you and the blood on my body, I am happy again. Mm. But I never forgot all the times that we spent flying, rolled down low like the window. Oh man. Wow, dude. Visualizing the, the window. Picturesque lyrics, man. Here it is, the biggest chorus. Among other foolish things. Wow. Full circle, baby. Throwing it back, baby. <laughs> Maybe these songs kept us breathing another tomorrow. Again, like, you know, we have the kinship with these, like, sad songs, and it's because we resonate our own emotions and feelings and, 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 life, and, and life experiences to them. it's like it's like three songs in one intro verse and chorus yeah dude (laughs) it's amazing so good (sighs) 
you're just back. There's the Ferris wheels. Mm-hmm. A lot of Ferris wheels. New Jersey, baby. Come the moment. But there's not one day I regret. And I'll do it all again. Lily has to be it's, like Stacy's nickname or something, or middle name, or so. just a pseudonym that he gives to her to keep it yeah. kind of, uh, you know, uh, anonymous. Stacy. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> and I just love that this song is like a spiritual sequel to Among mm. Other Foolish Things. Right. You know, it's like coming full circle. Wow. Again, like, that's where rewarding your loyalty. Yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. dude. I mean, but he did keep pictures, but that's okay. Maybe it's all for the, it's all for the best. Maybe like, he just, just pretend, said, pretend like I didn't. Maybe he just said that in the song, you know? <laughs> I, can, I can vividly, again, not to make I mean, it about me, but like taking down pictures after a relationship, either putting them in go. a memory box or throwing them away. Or, you know, that or he was just, again, gaslighting her by telling her that way back when, when he was writing those letters. That's true. I could be. My pictures of you up on my dashboard, girl, like, I, you're still here. Yeah. Come on back. And then this bridge. And then what the fuck is this bridge? What the fuck, Brian? I don't know. I don't know. It sucks. <laughs> God, the <this> song sucks. Ugh. <laughs> While Neptune rolled out a carpet made of gold for the mermaids who drowned in the sea. How? How do you write Again, something like that, man? That's so I don't powerful. know. What a powerful imagery that is. And then make it work in a song. Yeah. And the guitar just like accenting the vocals. Exactly. Wow. It's like haunting. And there is the fucking melody for among other foolish things wow <laughs> yep. dude bring it up <laughs> it's okay it's painkillers like, is two. better than sleep co- sleepwalkers <laughs> i'm so bitter uh, wipe the tear wow wipe dude the tear. chills every single time especially when that fucking Rhodes piano comes back in from mm-hmm. among other foolish things man and Jesus. Just a perfect outro right here. Do, 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 do. Uh, you okay, okay, Adam? I'm okay. Yeah. I'm okay. I'm not. I'm usually we're rolling on, man. <laughs> I'm usually not able to sing the outro because I'm just like, it's just not that. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, that's, that's me in my car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no album has ever been maybe uh, no album has ever made me like ugly ugly cry so much <laughs> like hard exactly. ugly cry while still trying to maintain my composure and singing yeah. songs it's so american slang american slang american is the, slang, only one, yeah. the only other one that does it to me yeah that's, for me that's uh, yeah okay. the other album is like the first half of horrible crows elsie as well mm-hmm. fuck dude and uh so threes across the board threes across the <laughs> board good? and if you're keeping track <laughs> at home uh if you don't put a three on this song unsubscribe to our show <laughs> i'm just kidding of course Man. don't do that <laughs> Man. 
Uh, so Adam, you say... have now officially uh, uh, met your score for Painkillers now. You're at a 24 now. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Well, I know in 2018, after one week with this album, I said that Watson, I had to like force myself to pick a favorite song, but I said Watson was it back then. Watson's so good, dude. Wow. By the the end of the year, it was my number 14 song of the year. So, and now I'm like, I don't even want to go back and try to figure out where it would fit otherwise, but uh, you know, it's, it's it's a really 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 good song. It is. Let's get into it too, because I've got a lot to I've got a lot to unpack about this fucking stupid song that sucks. I mean, after Nep- Neptune, and they're just like you're gonna start with like a guitar riff that just you already know right there. Like, oh, this song's gonna be fucking dope. <laughs> yeah, like, you just knew it right away. But this has a different feel than like an Etta James kind of thing, you know, yeah, still it, ballady in its own way. It's almost as if it's like a, a what if scenario of like, what if I, what, what if our chance meeting never happened, right? What if mm-hmm. knowing what I know, knowing that you're the love of my life, knowing that like we would go on to be happy and, 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 and love one another, would I have gone back and told my old self or convinced myself to hire a detective to go track you down the scent of your perfume right. to track down your umbrella that i saw wow what a fucking cool song dude Ooh. Uh. just you just fucking love that guitar he's just following along with the lyrics right and like you you're Mm. already trying to unpack the lyrics and you're you it's almost as if you forget all the musicianship is there and then when you focus on the musicianship it like you realize just how complimentary and like effortless Mm. they're making it sound man (sighs) this is just like the what if Mm. What if everything fell apart? What if this never happened? And then I'd feel like a stupid freaking dipshit. Yeah. I mean, that's what this this song is. (laughs) Yeah. And it's right there in the chorus, too. Like, Lord, I worry that when I grow old, I'll be lonesome, right? And I'll just spend the rest of my older years finding the umbrella that I saw Mm -hmm. when you walked away and chasing your perfume. Umbrellas in London. Hmm. And like the emotional impact of the lyrics with that guitar in the background there is just like, again, he changed the chorus halfway through mm-hmm. into something completely different. And it's. Uh, yeah, it, to me, they're, they, they're almost like either teardrops or raindrops. And like mm. the, the, every time I hear that kind of tremolo guitar like on those on those on the, on the higher scales it always evokes like teardrops or raindrops for me so like it it's perfect like the the way that it complements the, the that lyric that the, the the what if we never met what if i have to spend the rest of my life looking for you again wondering if like after we met you went on to marry a fine a fine gentleman and i'd be happy for you right that's fucking wow dude what do you really love? I heard you say. I forget what song that's referencing back to. I think it's something on American slang. 
that it's sounds like, about right. It's yeah. like, but you told like she told me to follow my heart, and she was going to take that direction. But now Stacy, Lily, whoever this is, is staying with him, even though mm. he's doing what he still loves. Yeah. What a what a what a what a mm. magical message that is, right? Like that final that that assurance that like you can follow <laughs> your passion, follow what you love, and have someone right by your side who supports you and loves you just exactly the way you are, man. Oh, and then and, just screaming out to the end of the song, it's like it's like where have these songs been? Wow. <laughs> Give me like, a three, baby. Give me a three. Whew. One three coming right up, Adam. Mind if I have some myself? You may. You may. So, like, this song is a very powerful song, right? And, like, again, yes. I don't want to make everything about me. Well, this is half, like, half, <laughs> of the sh- half of the show is mine. Um, but, the, like, I think, I think so much about, like, how lucky i was to find my wife because like we met on a dating app and um the the way that i set my fucking stupid phone up so that i could tell her that i it was tinder so like i took so i could tell her that i super liked her because i accidentally wasted a super like on someone that like because i was i was sad scrolling one day and like i accidentally swiped up because i was laying on my side just side scrolling and like I accidentally swiped up, which is a super like, and I get one super like a day because I had a free account. And then I came across this beautiful redheaded woman I've never seen before. And it was Erica. And I just kind of looked at her profile. She talked about all the cool hobbies she did. She had these cute little pictures that really highlighted her beautiful green eyes. And I was like, oh my God, this person is beautiful. Like, I, like I, she seems like somebody like I really want to get to know and I want to super like her. But I can't. I wasted it on that one girl who thankfully never <laughs> messaged me back. So Whew. here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to leave my phone on her profile and I'm going to just set it there on my nightstand and not touch it for 24 hours. I set an it's alarm for myself. Time. Yeah. And can't I was worried. Your phone for 24 hours. I was worried this wasn't going to work. Thankfully, it did. Long story short, it did. It left, on, left it on when I t- woke my phone back up. I uh, uh, it, it was still on her profile, and I thankfully was able to super like her. Three days later, she messages me back. She's like, "Oh, Three hey, days. That's yeah. a long time." Well, she said, "World." Well, it, it was, <laughs> but like she also told me that, like, you know, because she's you know a, a, a pretty woman in a sea of like dick pics. So, <laughs> in a sea of like douchebag guys who just want to like send pictures of their dick to strange women, um, so she doesn't use it every day. So she, when she put it back on again, she was like, "Oh, hi." You know, I saw that you messaged me and, you know, you seem very nice. Like, you know, so we got to talking and because I did that, because I took the fucking time to like leave my phone for a day on the off chance that my phone would stay on her profile so I could (laughs) tell her that I super liked her. (laughs) We are now married, happily married. She's the love of my life, my soulmate. I don't have to go chasing umbrellas in London you know tracking down her perfume scent you know chasing every footstep in angel station right like and i think about that if that hadn't worked where would i be where would she be you know and 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 so the song like is so important to me because i think about that time like i could i could have just as easily never met my wife right and i think that's true of all of us who are in love right we could have just as easily never met but the fact that we did like there's some there's something out there that 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 drew me to her Right, whether whether it's 
whether it's whether it's spiritual, whether it's metaphysical, whether it's the universe, I don't know what it is, but like I thank them every day because I found this beautiful woman and thankfully she loves me for who I am. Right. And thankfully, yeah. Thankfully Tinder became a thing. We got to like, thank all those good people there. Yeah. <laughs> so, exactly. Right. Like, you know, we make fun of Tinder, but like if you, you, you put into it or you get back from it, what you put into it. And I was never looking for hookups. So I, you know, so I was always unsuccessful because most people are there for hookups, but like, uh, thankfully she wasn't, thankfully I wasn't, we were both on it at the same time. We we're both ready to find love at the same time. And that's what Watson is to me, man. Give me a fucking three. That's pretty good. What that's a pretty good and beautiful song. I know. So is there no way to like write down her name and then look her up? The next day, it's like, only is that a, not an option on Tinder. Oh no! I mean, part of Tinder is like the uh, the anonymity of it. So you only get a first mm-hmm. name, uh, and an oh. age, and um, uh, a, a, a what do you call it? Just like a, a a circle of like I only want to date in this area, or look okay. for people in this area. So that would have been my like Mike chasing umbrellas. For you, that would have been just swiping left. Like that would have been. I just, I just keep swipe, have, swiping left until I find her. I just would have. Uh, I just would have like screenshot her picture and just be like, "Is this her? Do you know her? Have you seen her? Her name's Erica. It's been seven years. I've been looking for her. Well, hey, I, when I when I'm old and I'll be low, so I'm just chasing her. Like she she would be she she would be 68 years old by now. Is she here? <laughs> Maybe, maybe. All right. She murdered. She murdered so many men since that time. <laughs> so, so many Tinder dates. <laughs> and that's what I would have been thinking, right? She might. I know. She would have. Mass are you ready murder. for? Are you ready for the last song, Adam? Oh goodness gracious! Let us move on to put to rest this 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 terrible, terrible album. God, this yeah. album sucks. Painkillers is way better, dude. See you on the other side. <laughs> so it's like, which do you put first, proof of life or see? see you on the other side as your closer i'm sure that was a debate for quite Mm. some time because they're both in the same vein Mm -hmm. but i mean this one what it's the hope it's the hope about whatever and that's why it's a great closer and whatever he would have picked would have been a great closer oh yeah but this is a way to just I think this song just, fits yeah. better as a closer than Proof of Life does. Um, I do. Lo- I mean, of course, I love Proof of Life, but this is this is almost as if like I've sat with the themes of Proof of Life for a long time, and this is what I've come. This is this is my conclusion, right? This is this is almost like a mm-hmm. part two to that. And, and there, you don't need to dig deep with it. There's nothing else to be said. It's just like. Hopefully, we'll still be there on the other side, mm-hmm. whatever that other side will look like. Yeah, it's like how can you hate the song? How does it not turn you into a puddle? Yeah, it, listening it, to it. How does the bridge, the two lines that it is, not fucking kill you? Yeah, absolutely. Two lines. Two lines. Fuck, we're almost there. <laughs> <sighs> Shout out to track five right here. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I'd call myself satisfied, to put it simply, right? What a, what a nice simple line to, 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 to put it. Mm. 
I guess you can't play this at a wedding, though. <laughs> I, I think you could, you know. This, this might be like a nice last song you play at a wedding. It's a little, it's it's pretty morbid, I would admit, right? But like, it's it's, I, it's the song I play at your funeral after I play Proof of Life, mm. and then cry my eyes out. <laughs> I'm glad you got that all planned out, by the way. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's bridge. It's so simple. Mm. That's all you need to say. There's no, there's no metaphor in this song. No, it's nothing. just a blunt, honest song about thank you for everything that you've given to me. Thank you for the life you've given. Thank you for loving me for who I am and. I no longer feel lost because I've had you, you know? And wherever we end up, baby, like, like we're going to be happy in the next life as well. Exactly. So there we go. Give me My a... goodness. Give me a three, baby. This is always, like, the worst part of the album because it's like, fuck, it's over. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to listen to music ever again. <laughs> I mean, and and just for the song itself too, like because of this kind of like clapping, almost like audience participation part, and the way it just kind of tune, it, it just kind of like downplays itself musically. That's why I feel like this is a better uh, closer than Proof of Life would be. I think it works. <sighs> All right. You don't want to go, don't go from that into Little Nightmares. Yeah. It doesn't seem to work. <laughs> Absolutely. So, Adam, <laughs> do, you, uh, do, you, uh, do you want to, you want to hear your score? Yes. So, Adam, you have, 30s, right? you have settled on a 30 for your, uh, for your settling 30. score for Sleepwalkers. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you've been taking notes, but do you know where I'm at? <laughs> Well, what's funny is that I, if I was ever to do this with Horrible Crows, my number two album of all time, mm-hmm. it, it would probably be very equal to 30, somewhere oh, around yeah. there. If I was to do this with AFI's Art of Drowning, my number one album of all time, yeah, I mean, I, the, it, it's not a puddle kind it's of It's not a puddle album, album no. But it <laughs> fucking rocks, dude. It's fucking awesome. It would yeah. be like two straight through. And there's like 16 tracks on there. So, you know, it's like 32. There. Yeah, there you That's go. That's the case. <laughs> <laughs> it's scrappy it, it, it just claws its way to the top by sheer volume alone <laughs> exactly um but mike you probably man yeah what do you have you have more I, than me i am at a 34 every song 34 is a three of 36. <laughs> every song is a Damn. three except for track one and track nine wow wow it's yeah I, and that's what i was expecting um I'm happy we got to do this because yeah. again, like, yeah, yeah. The, the last one wasn't that bad because we were at least still discussing the emotional resonance of the album, but we yeah. didn't get to go into all the, all, all of the deeper levels of it and, and listen to the entire songs and not get interrupted by my wife six times. Mm-hmm. 
for her to tell us like, Oh, I'm going outside for five minutes. Like, Oh, great. Anyway, uh, come wander with me. It was a good song. Let's move on. Uh, <laughs> hey, the episode is still young. We could still get interrupted by her six times, but that's true. No, you're, yeah, you're right. I mean, the, the original review was us with a week of it, right? A week sitting with it for a week. And yeah, it, of yeah. course it invoked all the memories that we've had in our own personal experiences. And we impart that in this song and we make, and, and, and the song is given to us by Brian Fallon. We make it our own and we keep it in our hearts. But we've sat with these songs now for five years and we get five years worth of new memories we can probably mm. impart into there, right? And then, you know, later in life and the and the 10 year anniversary of this album, hopefully we're still around to c- continue doing that. You know, it's like, oh yeah, this song means this much to me because, you know, my dad, my daughter graduated college and like, you know, and I can impart that into like proof of life Little or something. <laughs> <laughs> and she keeps telling me about this reoccurring dream she has <laughs> let's see my children will be quite old by then too yeah 15 dude. and 8 Woo. no 15 and 10 sorry yeah. by that point so yeah. i i, I keep, little, i wish i wish that day was here and little nightmares <laughs> will mean something completely different to you <laughs> oh god dear god and hopefully we'll have two more gaslight anthem albums by then hopefully if right? we're lucky <laughs> yeah man so you know as as much as we like to you know poke fun at the fact that like oh this is settle it this is one album versus another these two albums complement each other so well and and, and i think mm-hmm. the reason why at least for me and adam sleepwalkers is so much better then painkillers is because it sits on the shoulders of painkillers it references painkillers which makes those songs yeah. in painkillers that much better as well i don't yeah. know if anybody remembers and you know i i do because i have the fucking notes in front of me all the songs that are referenced in painkillers those songs are three on, on painkillers so like right these these songs are are, are complementing one another in such a great way and i love the way that weeks put it that yes painkillers has that song variety that um that it does that does separate it from sleepwalkers, but the consistency mm-hmm. of sleepwalkers, I think helps the strength of each song, right? It's, it's each song is complemented by the songs before and after, and it's touching upon themes. It's, it's referencing themes in its own album. And it, I, I think it would have been, I think the impact of that would have been lessened if one song was a country song and the other one was a acoustic piano song mm-hmm. or whatever yeah right i mean this was definitely him trying to make like a statement here's who i am as a solo artist and it's just surprising that it didn't catapult him to something greater mm. wherein local honey like was a huge step back at least in his popularity kind of mm. thing um well he also wasn't so yeah, uh getting uh major label funding for local honey this is his last island yeah. records album right right so um but yeah, I mean, he's got his fan base. We're always going to be his defender. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I'm just always surprised, you know, how, how, ma- how many albums are out there that are not as good <laughs> as this one in, in the grand scheme of the entire world. And I can put it on and listen to it and be like, man, I do not feel this way with every other album except two yeah. you know, in the entire world. Absolutely. And even after all these years, it, 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 it keeps on happening. Yeah, and it, and it, it's 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 one of those rare albums too that like it not only holds up, but because we impart our own emotions into this album, and I'm I'm talking specifically just for me and Adam. I'm sure some listeners out there agree, but like so it's not for everybody. But like, not only does it hold up, but we continue these songs continue to build its own strength because we continue to put our meaning into it. 
and that's the beauty of his songwriting and that's why this mm-hmm. artist sits with us so well so apologies to some listeners out there who have directly messaged me in years past and said like hey i really like your show but i don't really like when you guys talk about brian fallon so much but that's okay <laughs> that's okay this is the reason why this is why we do brian fallon albums on the on on the, the first time we do settle it <laughs> yes yes i think that's the best way to do it so uh because nobody else measures up nope nope and if you don't get it i'm, I'm i just don't know what what yeah. to tell you i mean and it, that's okay and that's, that's okay thing. it really is okay <laughs> just like you know if if we think sleepwalkers is better than painkillers that's okay too but i would love it folks uh, with that being said Talk to us over on Discord. Uh, I know some people are definitely going to be a pretty opinion opinionated this this coming week. So let me know. Like I want to know. I genuinely want to know. Like how, even though this, it, even though it hurts my feelings, <laughs> I want to know what does painkillers do for you that sleepwalkers doesn't. Right. Well, of course we got very personal, and this is our own personal lives. But like, do these songs really not resonate with that with people in the same way? that the uh, painkillers does so like I'd, I'd be very interested to dissect this right because i'm i'm still confused and again i kind of half joked it but i was like guys how 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 is this album not better how tell me how i need to know <laughs> right right all right Adam. all right cool. so <clears throat> you know you 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 asked you know this 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 artist brian fallon he's so much better than a bunch of other albums that we listen to. Tell me about some of those albums. <laughs> <laughs> well, an artist we saw open for Brian Fallon in 2018 mm-hmm. after the the observatory in Santa Ana was uh, nice enough to tell us to throw away our pens and carrot sticks and other things that we might you know try to murder Brian Fallon with. Mm-hmm. Especially those carrot sticks. <laughs> so Rustin Kelly was the dude that was opening for him. And at that point in 2018, he had only released an EP called the Halloween EP that we listened to. And I really enjoy that EP. I know I said I went back and listened to it last week and struggled with it. But then after reintroducing myself to the sound of his voice, I went back and re-listened to the Halloween EP. It is very good. It's only about six tracks total. It's like a 10 track thing with just like random things kind of thrown in there. Like so skits? it's only really like six. Um, one is like a, a, a different recording of one of the songs and oh, others okay. are like, like just, you know, him talking or, other random sound effects y kinds of things. Gotta, gotta, so gotta it, pad out that length, man. I know. He's like, so it's a 30 minute EP with all of that. It's probably only like 20 minutes with the six tracks by themselves, um, maybe 25. But um, still, I saw that he had an album coming out on April 7th and was like, I didn't even know he had released two albums at this point. Um, so I, I, I turned on Dying Star, which came out in September of 2018. Mm. We saw Brian Fallon, I believe, in April of 2018, shortly before my baby was born. And uh, yeah, I remember not enjoying his set because I think I was expecting him to play songs from the EP and he wasn't because obviously he was <laughs> ready to release this this yeah. album. And um, so I just remember being very bored and thinking that his set was way too long and he didn't have great rapport with the audience. I remember, so yeah. I was just like, yeah, whatever. I, don't, I wasn't really I don't a care fan of his charisma either. Like, you know, I mean, no, he, he might have been having an I, off night. I don't really know, but like, yeah, we, was, and we wasn't were, he sitting down? Wasn't yeah. he sitting in a chair while he played too? And he didn't have a backing band. Nope, it was just acoustic mm-hmm. only. So, so yeah, and yeah, it definitely 
odd vibes. And and to be fair, we weren't there to see him. So no, no. But we had we knew his EP, and I knew I liked it at the time. So I yeah. was kind of wanting to hear tracks from it, but it was disappointed with not so hey i jumped into dying star which came out in 2018 um whoo well i i like this album i like okay. this album quite a bit at this point he is considered a american country music singer and songwriter um you know i'm i i, I can't say this is like country country that would be played on like country radio it's much more of a like I'm playing acoustic guitar and there's like slide guitar in the background that makes it sound kind of country. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have like a country twang to him very much. So it really just, just kind of sounds like so a dude playing acoustic maybe guitar. Just more like folk music then? Yeah. More folk music kind of stuff. And, um, but man, if you want, if you, like, I almost feel at times, this is like Allison chains dirt levels of mm-hmm. like, decay and depravity um the tracks face plant and blackout are like some really really dark fucking songs okay um so i mean i know it's it's not like i'm in the ground decaying and my flesh is rotting away like dirt sings about 50 percent of the time Mm -hmm. but it's still a very like i am fucked up and there is no way out kind of thing so like self-deprecation type of yes very self-deprecating kind of stuff which again you don't hear that very much from country artists as far as i know (laughs) yeah we're the wrong Um, person to ask i know i know um so i mean it's pretty simple musically it's just you you go into it for the for the lyrics and if you and you can follow along with the lyrics pretty well and they got some good hooks in them so I, I like this Dying Star album. Cool. I gave it a 10 out of 14. It was pretty good. That's it a good score. Good. So apparently he was married to American country artist Casey Musgroves, six-time Grammy winner and seven country music award winner. Um, she provides background vocals on this album. And she's also on the second album that he released in 2020 called Shape and Destroy. Okay. Um, this one has more standout tracks where you listen to it and you're like, oh man, I could definitely hear this becoming like a big single. Obviously, I don't think any of this stuff became big singles, um, but it's kind of in the same vein. This one's all about how he got clean because I guess th- the first album is all about being stoned and drunk all how the time. How got dirty. <laughs> so apparently he got clean somewhere around 20. 15 or 16 and this album is just kind of like a journey through that um so again his wife provided backup vocals and then they subsequently divorced around the time it was released Oof, rough. and um yeah i i i think that there there's definitely bigger standout songs on this album but it's not as good as the first one i think i ended up giving it a seven or eight out of 13 altogether but it wasn't bad okay um and and again, the, the tracks I didn't like were the ones that were just a little a little too country, where it was just like like there's there's a few of those tracks in there, so it's mm-hmm. just like nah, can't give a pass to this one. Um, it, I mean, does he change yeah. his like musical style in the second album, or is it just kind of the still more folky country twang with the, some Americana? It's, maybe it's, it's folky but with bigger hooks. Okay, 
on the second album. So that's where it sounds different, at least. So I'm really, really interested to see where he goes with this April 7th album called Weak- The Weakness, I think it's going to be called. You know, this and, is the um, divorce album, right? This has to be a divorce very much album. Be. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I don't know if you can like really write too much about your famous wife that you just divorced. <laughs> oh, many, but he's going to try. Many try. famous artists have written about their famous as ex before. Yeah. That's true. So I, I haven't listened to the singles yet, but I know Thomas said that the singles were good. Cool. Or he, he posted one. Did you listen to the one he posted? I have not. No. Okay. I know even Daniel said that he thought it was a pretty good song, but that he had been burned already by artists of this ilk. So he was going into it skeptically. Yeah. But all y'all are the country fans. You know, and I'll I get, guess so. I'll get to Daniel like, is not. <laughs> yeah, you know, his older brother is a country singer as well. So, oh, okay, yeah. okay. So, um, but I'm I'm very very interested. Now, is this an album that Mike would like? Mm. I don't know. I really don't know. Well, so, hold that question because I guess we'll just jump okay. into it right now. Because what I've been listening to is a uh, quite a quite a quite a lot this past week. Uh, but I guess we'll start here with uh, uh, Nobody's Darlings. By Lucero, yes. uh, one of the 2005. albums. Yeah, one of the albums that you recommended that I check out just to get a taste of like what their music was like before. And this is like, from your opinion, like kind of like the best of the best before they kind of altered their sound a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah, the best of their old yeah. stuff. I thought this was fine. I think there were some like some 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 decent stuff in there. Again, I'm, 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 it's it's hard for me to get into this style of music, but you know, there's some there's some at least enjoyable choruses and some good hooks in this one. And like, I, I and I didn't dread uh, at least at this point, like I didn't dread going into it like I do like when somebody recommends me a country album because like I've you know heard their music before and I've enjoyed their music before. Yes, this was a little bit more of them at their rawer mm-hmm. kind of sound, but this was like the one that got them kind of known even though this was like what album four for them yeah i can um, and i can see why like this this has that kind of like like young rockabilly type of kids would probably mm-hmm. enjoy this you know right so it right. has that kind and of these guys were were probably like late 20s probably when this album came out yeah so it seems like it would have made sense yeah it gives me like some social distortion type of vibes and stuff like that yeah so. yeah so and people, somehow Brian Fallon came across it and it heavily influenced the early Gaslight days. Right on. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. I enjoyed that that element of it. So, but still, those those three later albums will always be the winners. Yeah. Regardless. I mean, Among the so. Ghosts is just, <laughs> I, as far as the albums I've heard, that, that is just the best of the best that, like, that, that, that they've got so I far. Know. What an amazing album. So I listened to that once again this past week. And just to, just to remind Good. myself like how much they've come <laughs> along since that 20, yes. 2005 album and yeah I, I think i can probably count that at like i could i could see this maybe inching into my top 100s of all time i think it's oh, i think it's that good interesting but yeah okay. I, I wouldn't say the same thing about their other albums so i think i think this one like stands out the most out of all of them but yeah good good stuff and it's good i think i think i can close the book on lucero for now um but uh, uh but uh, yeah anything else i just wanted to uh talk about that one really quick um for for me, yeah. Anything else that I listen to? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, well, I, just stuff for this week. Okay, cool. Um, well, then I'll, those are the only two albums I listen to. So I didn't really listen to much uh, last week. Then I guess I'll get into that before uh, we get into this week's album. But uh, I so I, I did mention I I listened to Invent Animate Hevner. 
dropped it, dropped it like a hat, dude. Like, can't, <laughs> oh, no. can't stand it. Can't stand it. Oh, um, so, I mean, it's, it's not, it's not terrible. It's competent, but I've heard it before. And like, um, which is a shame because, you know, our, our friend Dave, like was really recommending this one and wanting us to like really get into it. And he's right. The production is much better than their older stuff. Uh, the lead singer is doing a much better job singing, which was like my, my, one of my main issues with their older stuff. Um, but this still kind of falls into that trap of just like, it's too show offy. It's just kind of, it, it kind of meanders and it's just kind of like mm. too genty and I'm not a big gent guy. Um, so dropped it. So what I ended up listening to instead uh, was uh, act two for uh, the deer hunter, the, uh, the meaning the deer of hunter. and all whatever it's called. Uh, and <laughs> I don't even know. Let's see. Gotta look it up here real quick. Uh, but it takes the, too long to find. Yes, but yeah. Um, what did you think of Act Two? So I the like, meaning of and all things regarding misleading. So I liked this a lot more than the, the than the part one, and I and I know you. This one's interesting, right? I would, yeah. I would, right? Yeah, thematically, yeah. it's it's very interesting. Like, yeah, it, it's it's a very abstract story, and you have to really pay attention to kind of and read along with the lyrics to really get it. Yes, and stuff like that, but, and and read. Every single line of annotation on Lyric Genius, if you want to. <laughs> I don't God. know if you looked that up at all. It's like every single line is is grayed out. So uh, you can. It, I mean, usually, what's great is that English it, English majors don't have jobs, so this is what they do with their free time. And it's just like, true. oh, that is a really interesting literary component or poetry, blah blah blah, that I learned in ninth grade. Cool. <laughs> so if you want an extra layer to this album, then yeah, maybe take an English course in college and yes. not get a job and just listen to Deer Hunter all day. Um, but no. So, so did you? Did you kind of jump into the lyrics as well? Well, I did. Because there's yes. a lot. <laughs> so th there's a lot. And it was hard for me to follow sometimes because so, – so sometimes when I'm at work just doing busy work, I'm not in a meeting or something. What I'll do – because Spotify has this uh, like a lyric like annotation – like or not annotation, like lyric like scroller uh, for, for, for albums. So I'll just have that up over here. And, you know, I'll just stop and pay attention for like a couple of minutes and just read along, especially for stuff that's super dense, like the deer hunter. And like I was I was getting it and I was following along. But again, there's there's so it's so much like obtuse shit. And like and, and you know, trying to think back to what you were talking about with how much you like this album and what it meant to you and how you were unpacking it, too. So I just have to say, overall, it's a win. I think it's a great album. And I think the, the I think it's interesting. It really and is. It goes into some weird places, both lyrically and musically. So it's a it's and the, I, I think the more you read the lyrics and then go back and listen to the album without the lyrics, but you know the themes, yeah. Because because just for me, reading, I pick up on themes much better than I do listening. Of course. So that's why, like, it, it really, really helps. So when I went back and listened to the album just by itself again, I was just like, "Fuck, this is like, like, just the story and the way it progresses and the changes in the musical styles. Like, what is it? What which is the the tango song? Is oh, it Blood of the Rose? I believe. I, so. I think it was. Yeah, that was where the, that was one of my like favorite ones. <laughs> Yeah, and like it's just like who is where, where did this band come from? This doesn't even sound like the same band, but it's an entire tango oriented kind of thing. Um, and then you, yeah, and, and I love by track 14, I think it is. <laughs> that, that whole song is about some random person finding the letters yeah. that they were writing to each other and what she was feeling reading these letters that she found on a beach somewhere. Yeah, it's like 
fuck that's so cool <laughs> yeah it's it, it really weaves this tale of this very interesting story going along this kind of fantastical story as well mm-hmm. um so if mm-hmm. you want to unpack all of that kind of stuff i mean definitely take the time to actually listen to this while reading the lyrics whether it's on lyric genius where a bunch of nerds can like tell you exactly what they think about it or exactly. you know <laughs> just listen to it and and, and and do that spotify like uh lyric thing and you can maybe find the lyrics or find the meaning yourself who knows but um yeah it's it's fascinating man so like I, do i really do i need is. to keep going do, do you think i mean i i, I act three he's coming out of that thing and he joins the army and he j- goes to fight in world war one um i enjoy that album a lot sounds he, like a- he ends up finding he finds his father he finds his half brother in the midst um and then yeah act four is a whole other journey that that is so good. I mean, Act Four is like I, it might be my favorite of of the five. All right, um, all right. But I mean, do you want me to tell you the entire story? Because I finally have read through all the lyrics now, oh. and I've reached the eventual like like death question mark at the end of Act Five. Ooh. So he, oh. he left it very open ended on whether Hunter dies or not at the end. Um, so they're like, oh, it's going to be resolved in Act Six. It's like it's been fucking seven years. Where the fuck is Act Six? <laughs> well, we'll save it then. We'll save it for. Uh, okay. Let me let me listen to it first, and then we'll we'll, we'll attack okay. it there. So another I thing, think Act Three is like probably my my least favorite of the five, but it's it's still got some good songs on it, nonetheless. Yeah. And it's a lot of a lot of you know war fighting kind of stuff, as well as finding out who you're father is Mm -hmm. and all of this other kind of stuff so you know it's it's i mean you i I figured you would love that kind of like parent kind of stuff Ooh, (laughs) no i love there's so much parent shit (laughs) yeah there's so much of those daddy issues mommy issues kind of stuff that is like interwoven into all of this and then it just it gets even more abstract into the fourth one yeah very so, cool. Dude. Um, well, I'll, 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 the time, I'll, I'll stick the time. around with them because, uh, you know, we're starting to get a little bit busy, but I think I can continue throwing in some of this stuff. So just really okay. quick then, uh, uh, we were also recommended to check out uh, the band Alt. Uh, they do have a new album coming out uh, in ju- in June. They just had actually just announced it this past week called Abeyance. Um, so I checked out their 2020 EP. Uh, it's like almost half an hour long, but they, they classify it as an EP. It's called Dysfunctional. Uh, this is a cool ass funky band, and I'm sad that we didn't check them out originally back in 2020. Uh, they kind of sound like Port Noir, if you want to kind of give it like a recent uh, 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 comparison. Uh, but you know, Boston Manor as well kind of kind of falls within that. That kind of are they are they Australian? They are Australian, yes. So there's okay, a, there there's cool. like other bands out there called Alt Period, yes, uh, which is odd. <laughs> So yeah, the Australian one is the one I'm talking about. But uh, yeah, they're they're okay. kind of making a name for themselves. They've been they've toured with a lot of big bands at this at this time, and uh, they've slowly been releasing singles for, since 2020s and and their EP. But uh, their their official debut album comes out uh, this this coming June. And excuse me, I checked out that song, checked out this EP. I think I'm a fan of this band, man. I, I think this is a band that, that's nice. that's worth uh, uh, watching and checking out. So if you got the time to check out their their EP, I would highly recommend it. It's called Dysfunctional. It's dysfunctional. Alt Dysfunctional. Okay. All right. I will as soon as I can. So that brings us to some uh, first impressions for this week. And we've got a, we, we've, we've got a lot. 
this week this weekend as well is another busy week so uh what do where where do you want to start here so we got some highly anticipated albums from uh meg myers soft cult fallout boy baby metal where are we starting um (laughs) i don't know (laughs) (laughs) so it sounds like you're not a big fan of these albums I, I I really enjoy the first three tracks of the Meg Myers album, and okay. I think there's a few more in there. Is there going to be anywhere close to 15 tracks that I enjoy there? Mm. I don't think so. Okay. Am I frightened by her change of image and where this is taking things? I mean, she still sounds like her. Yeah. But now I have a completely different image of who this person is when I'm listening to it. She so had I'm, like the same lyrical themes from the, her last like dual EP release. So I don't, I honestly don't see that dramatic like of musical, a change. There, yes. Yeah. But she's, but she seems to be a com- wanting to be a completely different person. And that's so fine. I'm trying to put the two pieces together in my brain. Maybe just don't look at the album art. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It's too late. It's already there. (laughs) So I, I I don't know where I stand on this, Mm. but man, those first three tracks, they, they, they they hit you good. Yeah. I think this is, uh, Meg Myers doing like classic Meg Myers, but also experimenting a lot, which is, uh, what she's been doing for the past, like few couple releases now, Uh cool little uh, cover of Lincoln park here. It's, it's a very different cover of numb. Uh, what'd you think of that? Still hate that song. Still I'm hate sorry. that song. Okay. <laughs> I hated it in 2000. Three. I still, uh, even listening to it and re like, Oh my God, these were the lyrics, weren't they? This is what a 27 year old man or whatever came up with. <laughs> I know we should, we, we shouldn't put down the dead at this point, but it's I about never not living up to the expectations of your parents. <laughs> but Adam. I, I, it could have been done a lot better than <laughs> be more like me and less like you. Like there's, you could have metaphored that a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair. So, yeah, I, I guess you could have. Yeah. But uh, I, I think there's a lot of cool stuff in here. And I, I, I love like the, the kind of very empowering, very uh, uh, pro-feminist uh, lyrical themes in this. Like it, it's not just like pro-feminist. It's like, it's like feminine goddess almost right Mm, yes i really think those themes are powerful and i think she does a good job of like taking those themes and turning them into big bombastic songs Um, yes the feel of the album the the intensity and the bombasticity if that is a word is all there now if i'm going to enjoy the songs by the end of the week i I hope i hope that i do (laughs) at least the hope is there which is good yes cool yeah so uh, uh i'm enjoying sia by meg myers so far uh really quick little one too uh the the newest ep from soft cult Ooh, so soft Ooh, smooth uh, <laughs> see you in the dark uh, is their newest ep uh, adam i know you've been checking out uh soft cult for the last couple of weeks now yes. what'd you think of this one i am not a fan of this thus far oh this seems not to be kind of not interesting oh after okay. four listens I think it starts it is, better than it ends, though. I mean, it's, it's just man, it's it, just six songs, but I think the first three songs are much stronger than the latter six, uh, latter three. It feels very airy, mm. like shoegazy, but just like that. Or is that that same tone all the way through? They are a shoegaze and I'm just like, oh, band. It's over. <laughs> yeah, and then I'm just like, oh, it's over, and I didn't even realize that six tracks had gone by. But that's just, you know, again, four listens in. The first two Not tracks in particular, Drain and Dress, Dress is a single, by the way, uh, like reminded me of Teenage Wrist. 
Did you get that at all? I did not. Okay. No. So yeah, it, it was really giving me like teenage wrist uh, vibes, uh, especially the song dress. So maybe that's uh, just a me thing. So I, I'd be interested to see if anybody else thought that way as well. Um, but uh, what else did I listen to? That's it for me. I'm kind of holding out to you... see what you think about uh, baby metal baby and metal? Fallout. Yes. Boy. <laughs> so I can't say too much about them yet. I feel this, the baby metal album is not anywhere close to as interesting as metal galaxy was mm. so far. Um, but again, like there's some decent sounding stuff there for somebody who probably won't has, or hasn't listened to them yet. I, I, I would not recommend this one. See, that's what I was going to do. I was going to listen to Metal Galaxy and then go into the other one, but I wanted to see what you mm-hmm. thought of the other one first. If it's not worth it, then maybe I just will skip this. Because there's so much interesting musical stuff going on on those first three albums. Mm-hmm. Like that was, that was what hooked me in. I was just like, holy shit, this is like a really, really good metal album that just happens to have female Japanese vocals on top of it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you could still enjoy it. And then by metal galaxy, it was like, Oh, now we're going to experiment with a bunch of different sounding music. So you got like some freaking, you know, Indian inspired stuff. You got a, a song that sounds like a, a flogging Molly kind of Irish bar song. Yeah. Um, you got like some fucking, I don't know, Rammstein kind of thing going on. <laughs> um, this one does not seem to be reaching that level. So I can't recommend it too much. So you would say you, that they're kind of just playing it safe for the other one. It, it, it feels like the safe album, mm. even though it it's pretty metal, but it's not as metal as like the previous albums for sure. Well, where it's just like we're going to emphasize that this is like dun, 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 kind of stuff. Metal galaxy. And this is much more metal's like, in the name, <laughs> right? And this is much more like, hey guys, these are metal songs that everyone can enjoy. Mm. That's what it feels like so far. Okay, all right. Well, maybe I'll so, just listen to Metal Galaxy then, and then okay, just go from there. Because if if it sounds like it's not worth it to check it out just to be disappointed with the metal with the other one, then maybe I'll just mm-hmm. check out this one just to get an interesting album yeah. out of the way. Because I re-listened to the other three albums this week, and I was just like, man, would Mike like this? Like, he's either going to tell me it gave him a headache, or that this is pretty cool <laughs> for Metal Galaxy. <laughs> like those, those are the, there's no in between. Either it's one or the other. Right. Because right. there is like just a lot of that driving, like dun 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 kind of stuff going on. So um, some people might not like that. And there's a fine but line between like, oh my god, this gave me a fucking migraine, and like this is this is the best fucking metal I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> yeah. Fine <Right>. line. <laughs> Will it be the best metal? Probably not. <laughs> but it's still like, it, but it's interesting as. A concept, yeah. Nothing that I would pay money for, but it's it's like a fun concept to see. Like, let's see what they did with the millions of dollars that some record company was able to use to make this band. Right. Let's give it a listen. What what's the harm in giving it a listen? You might like a few tracks here. It's very true. Well, that uh, you know, so get 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 the get the strong female artists out of the way. You went ahead and at the recommendation of our friends, <laughs> trepidatiously, I'm sure, you also checked out so much for Stardust by fallout boy and so far i'm liking this more than mania okay so that's good but that's a low bar though. Um, it's a very low bar and like i was telling mike earlier i was listening to american beauty american psycho this morning for the first time in a while like man I just like this album so much um 
this is a this is a rock band playing rock music. They're the the uh, the, the the keyboard elements, the electronic stuff is not is not here. Mm-hmm. So that's a a good thing after what Mania was a bad thing if you want like that American Beauty sound. Um, but this does feel like it's mature. It feels like it's well written. There are definite good hooks in here. So I'm thinking I might end up enjoying this by the end of the week. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, it has yes. been five years it, since their last album, too. So I wonder if they just... is is. Do you think this might be a one that's like, hey, we're just going to write this for ourselves? Or That's kind of what I was thinking. Like, it was a, let's try to recapture a 2005 kind of vibe. Mm. Um, and that's very possible... Like it, I, I'm, I'm putting it at that heart work level where it's like, okay, we're wanting to sound like, like just a, a good rock band, mm-hmm. but is it going to carry out into 2023 mm. with our, when we try to try to do that? Cause I mean, this band doesn't need to sound like the old days, I'm but also they at, need I'm looking at the credits here. Why is Ethan Hawke credited as the voc- as a voc- as an additional vocalist in one of the songs? Track track seven, the pink seashell, is just a spoken word thing. Oh, okay. That it, it must be from a movie. I don't know what movie it could be from. Okay, but it, oh, it's from Reality Bites, nineteen ninety four. So oh. it's just like a one minute clip of him talking about that. Gotcha. I, okay. I skip over that track, and there's also one called Baby Annihilation, which is another kind of spoken word thing that is like a minute long that I skip over. Wow. So cool. So all in all, you can take two more minutes off this album. <laughs> um, I'd be a sucker yeah, not to I, get I, into it. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm, I'm not sure there's no like cringe worthy kind of stuff. Oh, there's maybe like, I, I, I think track 12 is the only, is the only one so far where I'm just like, that one doesn't sound like a great song. It's got a very never alone feel to it. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um like it's got it, it's basically like that that's how it starts like it's, but it's, that makes sense that for a band thing. like this it doesn't make sense <laughs> for a band get, like the amity affliction right they can pull it off yes yeah. it i don't think it's a very good song thus far um but there's there's a few hooks on here I, this this track number eight i am my own muse i know i'm like okay i'm digging this song quite a bit cool and the two opening tracks seem to be pretty good as well so we'll see we'll see i i I don't know if does Pete, Pete Wentz still write all the lyrics. Nope, looks like all of them are written by the band. Oh, that's good. A more collaborative effort. Yeah, more collaborative. I was hoping so because Pete Wentz's lyrics—if he wrote the lyrics on Mania, like that's that album's bad, dude. <laughs> like I was just re-listening to that yesterday. Like, oh, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> like, hello, fellow kids. Oh, it is I, Fallout Boy. I'll start where I'll stop wearing black when they make a different, a darker color. Do you remember that line? I, I forgot about that line. Trying my best Whoa. to forget that song. And then you reminded <laughs> yeah. me. So thanks a lot. I'm so sorry. Like, and I, <laughs> I went into that album completely forgetting about that song and that line and just being like, Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> Well, I'm glad this doesn't reach like mania levels of cringe. So yeah, right. I don't know. You think I right. would, you think I should jump into this with you? Well, because you kind of liked American Beauty, yeah. and you haven't liked too much else. Not much, right? No. American Beauty okay. is probably so again, my favorite album of theirs. Okay, okay. Um, so I, I don't know. I, 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 
for me, it feels like it's it's a well written, mature album of guys pushing forty at this point that mm-hmm. you would want to expect. But by the end of the week, again, it could be like a seven out of eleven, you know, at best. How about so, this? do you want to waste your time on a, on an album that's kind of like eh, that was pretty good kind I'll, of thing? I'll give it one, and then if it if if I'm intrigued after one, then I'll continue listening to it. Okay. I was intrigued after one for sure. Cause I kind of like went into it the same way thinking like, I'm going to fucking hate the first three tracks on here and I'm never going to listen to it again. And I was like, Oh, these, these songs are pretty good. Okay. I guess I'll keep listening now. All right. You never know. This could end up in the top you 20. Never know. I mean, the top Maybe. 20 is all Maybe. up in the air at this point in the year. It's Holy fucking moly. We are knocking on. Weird. I know we are <laughs> m- knocking on the, the month of April's door at this point, And we still don't have a right. fucking like, home run record (laughs) (laughs) so are you going to take the same approach with barry tomorrow as you did with baby metal just because you don't have history with that band uh yeah let me wait until let me wait and see uh for you what what, what you think about that because i know you really like barry tomorrow and um i did i was looking at some of my lists like i've added them into my top 10 on certain years for some of their previous albums nice dude so they got that that they're very much like phineas and i know you enjoyed phineas oh yeah so yeah, so. is this new album going to be that good? I don't know, but the previous albums were pretty good. <laughs> Hopefully, still waiting for that home run, baby. So this weekend, now we got uh, Boy Genius with their long-awaited record, The Record, uh, Barry Tomorrow, like Adam said, The Seventh Son, uh, City and Color, uh, the new, his newest album, The Love Still Held Me Near, and Nothing Nowhere with Void Eternal. I am looking forward. I haven't heard any singles. But I've heard good things about that Boy Genius single. Mm. I'm looking forward to that album. Adam, I'm ready. Don't st- spare our friends' feelings, please. <laughs> I have hope. I have hope, Mike. Well, hope is all that we need. Folks, thank you so much uh, for checking out this week's ep- episode. Thank you for checking out. If you checked out last week's episode, too, uh, you know, our, 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 our in- inaugural episodes of Settle It! You know, so hopefully one day, uh, we'll, you know, hopefully sometime soon, uh, we'll do another settle it uh, for any contentious albums out there. We got to figure out once and for all which albums are objectively better than others. So if you have any right. suggestions, we'd love to hear them over on Discord. That's linked below, and we'd love to have you there. Uh, even if you don't want to participate, you can just chill out and get some recommendations, listen to some awesome music from our friends, uh, and that'd be uh, we'd love to have you. So uh, please join us there. Uh, email us over at the skinny with Mike and Adam at gmail.com. Uh, and uh, we'd have to ask as well. Uh, people might have noticed if you've been listening for a long time, uh, your boys don't have any more ad money. Uh, so we're, we're not running ads anymore at the beginning of this and any future episode for the, for the time being. So uh, the best way to, the best way we can remedy that is that uh, we just need some people's help to, share the show with like-minded folks out there do you have friends who listen to this type of music Fam- family co-workers anybody do you want to force mike your... and i don't no, sorry don't. mike and i don't no, but... no. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking to the guy that like i i, I talk to about all this music so that's all we know <laughs> but uh, yeah so so we're a lost cause but if you enjoy the show and you really and you and you really like the show like you could do us a favor and uh you know we don't we don't ask for a lot for the show at all so um if the one thing you can do to help out the show is just to, you know, share the show with others where you can tweet it out or make a verbal recommendation. Or if you're on social media or something like, Hey, uh, you know, this, 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 these guys talk about 
this band that I really like. And, you know, we'd love to have more people listening. So if we could do that, that'd be great because we'd love to get some ad money again because we spend that money on our on our listeners who win uh, uh, who win our draft and our bets at the end of the year. So they would appreciate it as well. So. All right, Mike, is next week greatest song in the world week? Oh, that's right. It is. So, uh, yeah, yep. next, next, next I guess week it'll is... be, yeah, beginning of the month. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Let's do it. So, we got the greatest song in the world, April 2023 edition. So, uh, join us on uh, Discord to submit your pick as well. You can do so either on Discord, uh, message, private message, the skinny pod, which is me. Uh, you can email us at the skinny with Mike and Adam at gmail.com. Or if you want to go like, Hey, fuck all those. Fuck Gmail and fuck Discord. Hey, you can just message me over on Instagram too. I'm at Mike Prada. So uh, for my co-host, Adam, I am your co-host, Mike. And like we say every week when we got those little nightmares, just keeping mm. me awake. Keep me awake. Turn off the goddamn light. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out that's all it takes. It's not, it's not this anxiety of all these like relationship problems I've been having. Somebody just needs mm-hmm. a fucking light on. So rude. That's all it is. So rude.